dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defense and football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And I'm a little taken aback because Adam was not swinging his hat when we did the intro. There we go. And that's what I was fully expecting. So now, if you're watching on Periscope or on YouTube, all is right with the world. I am here with the aforementioned Adam Markham, Bobby Reynolds. Bobby, how are you tonight, man? Oh, just great, Joshy. Just great. Good to see your smiling face this this lovely Thursday evening. I was going to say I'm smiling because you came over. You, you uh, mm-hmm. popped the, the broken wheel off of my mower. You mowed my yard while you're over here. You're just a you're just a hell of a guy, Bob. Uh, you're you're dead gum right, Joshua. Well, I thought you were coming over to look at it. And then I'm, I'm at the pool. I'm with the family. I'm getting ring notifications like there's someone at your door. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's weird. I wonder if Bobby's over there. And then I look at the the doorbell cam and there's someone mowing the yard yeah. and i'm like just, just me naked on my lawnmower that's don't, right don't mind me listen to the big three idp podcast <laughs> i got my boots on that's right addy how are you baby yes sir doing good i, I, I need uh, my yard mode bob i'm coming addy yes, i'm coming I, I am too i did drive past <laughs> and you were you were <laughs> you, you were out front in the yard with the mower last time i saw you addy yeah, that was the first time we had mowed the yard because, um, you know, we got uh, sod. Oh, um, and it was up. Uh, it was pretty. There's a lot of weeds. You got to let it. sod grow, right? Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. let it grow for, you know, about a month and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that was the first time Josh got to see us, you know, mow our grass for the first time. <laughs> that was a big deal. Big so. deal. Big, big deal. Yeah. So um, we've got a really fun episode for you all tonight. We are going to be doing the AFC West preview. We're also maybe going to be talking. Uh, you know, a little more about lawnmowers. We'll see how the night goes. We'll see how things unfold. Uh, But it's going to be a fun one. We've had Addy a great run here of some awesome guests on the pod. We had Connie, one of our favorites. We had uh, Kyle Borgannoni. We had Tom Kislingberry. I mean, it has been just in these past few weeks, a great run of guests, but it's always nice to get back to the to the basics and do a big three episode every once in a while. Cut a little loose, get a little loud. Oh, you don't need you don't need any excuse to do that. Uh, so tonight is just going to be the three of us breaking down the AFC West. And uh, for you, the listeners, we are going to try. We tried it with Kyborg and we failed miserably, but we're going to try to stay under an hour and 15 minutes tonight, fellas. Yeah. Addy's got a uh, new got pod a debut. That's right. You got a date, Addy. Right. So uh, Addy will be recording the first episode of DF Triple S, the new uh, DFS pod with Johnny the Greek. I think right. you guys are going to do sort of like a pilot episode, maybe even draft a team over on FanDuel. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're the, uh, I don't think it's any secret, we're probably the two weirdest on our respective shows. For sure. So, uh, you know, I think, why not? We need to get together and do something, you know. Absolutely. It's going to be it's gonna be fun. We don't have a DFS pod yet. Yeah. I have a feeling it will probably lean heavily on the, the, the poop side of things. Um, yeah, there'll be a lot of poop discussion, a lot of yelling. Um, you know, and, and really what we're hoping is we're hoping eventually IDP makes its way to DFS. And then yeah. me and Johnny are there. We're ready. We're going to help you guys win some money, baby. Ready to ready to uh, 
or we're going to run your life. That's right. One way or the other. Uh, ready to crush Kyborg and his uh, fantasy footballers DFS That's right. pod. It's going to be competition. I'll be monitoring that closely. That's right. That's I mean, right. likes he's getting every episode and stuff like that. Just, just furiously tracking it like multiple monitors <laughs> deep into the late evening. Sure. Early morning. Yeah, it should sure. be fun. Don't is- trust him. Let's just, uh, yeah, let's layer another pod on top of this. This is a healthy obsession for sure. So let's get into some news here, Baba. We're going to hit some news, and then we're going to briefly touch on, uh, it may be the the premier IDP league in the whole world, Addy. Oh, you talking about Shark City, baby? Shark City, baby. Uh, Addy pulled together some heavy hitters for our sleeper draft. These uh, we'll, we'll get to the names here in just a bit, but needless to say, Addy, I don't think I've ever been put on tilt as as quickly into a draft as we were in this one. Yeah, I think uh, you know once you hear the names we're about to drop, I think you'll understand why this uh, this is the guy that to kind of put us all on tilt. He's known to do stuff like yeah, this, so. he's 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 wanting to give us a one way ticket to Tilt City. So <laughs> we'll touch on that in just a bit. But Bobby, why don't we uh, start us off with some news here? What were the uh, the big news items? Yeah, you know, I know our boy uh, Josh, he especially loves a little XFFL talk, but uh, let's let's take an F out and get to the XFL, and uh, I guess The Rock maybe, and I didn't, you probably know a little bit more about this than I do, Josh, but is he a partial owner now? Did he buy part of it? That's right. So yeah, he's okay. a partial owner. There's another group that has invested with him. I think they bought it for like $15 million. It wasn't a whole wow. lot of money. They bought it out of bankruptcy court. Um, so it is the rock is kind of the new Vince McMahon figurehead for this reimagined XFL. So do you think it can survive under kind of the whole, you know, the newer model that they're proposing? So I think it has a good chance because I was talking to somebody else about this. The league, the, the play was fine. The play was not the issue. The issue is when you actually peeled back the layers uh, was the finances. They did mm-hmm. not have their financial house in order which is really strange for a bunch of businessmen to mm-hmm. not get that part figured out before they invest all this money into a new startup football league. Mm-hmm. So I think the rock is, has got way more star power than Vince McMahon does right now. Mm-hmm. I think they already have some really cool ideas doing a hard knocks type show streaming potentially on Amazon or Netflix, you know, uh, get it out there on social media you know, I'll be curious to see what they do as far as where they put the teams. I think that will be a large determining factor in how the expenses play out. But I really think this can work if they get their financial house in order. Um, I, I think COVID wiped out the XFL prematurely this time around. Mm-hmm. But there is a desire there for spring football. But if college football ends up moving to the spring, I don't know that spring 2021 is going to be the, the time to launch it. Maybe it's a, a spring 2022 type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I've really never watched a whole whole lot of the XFL, so you're a little bit more knowledgeable about it than I am, Josh. I, you know, I think a while back we had proposed that it would kind of be cooler if they brought it to some smaller cities, and not necessarily like long term, but you know, if they could kind of make make it like a tour almost, and kind of stop in some small towns and play it like a Western Kentucky, you know, play it a Murray or something like that, it might have a little bit more of an appeal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm glad it's back around because I know it's good for like, you know, PJ Walker kind of got a little bit of, um, you know, he got signed out of it, didn't he? So I'm sure it's helped some dudes, but I don't know. It's just, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's something to have on in the background. That's what I did on Saturdays when the games were on or Sundays. I just had it on the background while I was doing yeah. like podcast prep or draft prep. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not something that I'm like 
studying or tracking closely, but it's just fun to have more football. I think all the the nerds that were like, oh, it's not the, of course it's not the NFL. It's not college football, but it's still football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to have on in the, in the, you know, winter when you're going through football withdrawals, like that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad the rock bought it. I'm excited to see what he can do with it. And I think he'll make something of it. Yeah. I feel like if anyone can save it, it's the rock, it's the rock. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, he's going to likely be the president here someday. I so. hope so, man. <laughs> he would get elected like no doubt. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So what other news items we got here, Bobo, a couple tight ends got paid today for sure. And I don't even know there was somebody else who got paid to um, something like a hundred and, 90 something million dollars in extensions. Got Bill's offensive today. lineman. Yeah. Bill's yeah, yeah. Bill's tackle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Kelsey and Kittle both got some pretty, uh, pretty primo extensions. I think Kittle's money was like 96 million. Am I way off? No. Yeah. Th- that was what was reported yesterday. So yesterday okay. there was this big, 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 you know, story of the extension and it was like, yeah, six years, 94 million. But that ended up being like six years, seven. Was, or, yeah, five years, 75. So about go. 15 a year, which so seems still, yeah. perfect for George Kittle. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And then I think Travis Kelsey, so he already had, he got a four-year extension onto his two years remaining of his deal. So um, I don't know. Like 35, 36 by the time. Yeah, four-year, wow. $57 million extension. Wow. So not as impressive on the numbers, but it because it was um, one year less than Kittle's. Well, and he's so, 30, you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So he's going to get a little bit less at this point in his career. But hey, for all intents and purposes, this keeps Kelsey locked into Kansas City probably for the remainder of his career. Yep. And good for Mahomes. We'll talk about them later, but yeah, keeps Patrick happy probably. Absolutely. Keep one of your favorite targets in town. Never a bad idea. So uh, before we get into Shark City here, fellas, uh, let's give a shout out and give some love to our big three network pods. Uh, my podcast feed is lit up. I've got a lot to listen to once Bobby gets my mower fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got check them out. We are up to six. We have three more launching within the next month, I believe, which will take us up to nine. But for right now, make sure you check out Miked Up with Mike Wollert, our old buddy Mike, the first pod on the network. Uh, Bless the Knees, a Vikings podcast, uh, the IDP update with Joy the Tooth, Deep League Diving, and Defense Matters. So be sure to check out those five pods in addition to the Big Three IDP podcast. Give our guys some love. Give them a uh, subscription on your whatever podcast app you use. Give them a five-star rating and review and enjoy those Big Three pods, Addy. They're churning them out, and it's some pretty good football content. No excuse. No excuse not to win your leagues this year. For real. We are giving you everything you need to win your IDP It's leagues. all there. It's going <laughs> to be. welcome. Yeah, Joey, Mike, Jordan, like, you know, J- Joe's got you covered on, like, the deep sleep. Like, we've got you covered from literally every angle. Yep. DFS pod coming. That's right. We're good, man. However you want to win money this year. We're the best. That's right. Thank sometimes, you, DJ Khaled. <laughs> sometimes all I hear now is just Adam screaming anytime I think about like the big three uh, podcast network of him just saying, I hope you enjoyed your precious podcast time because it's our landscape now. Yeah, it's that true. Was the best. That was one of my favorite endings to episode. That uh, should be our new like big three network tag at the end of every episode. Is just it's our <laughs> podcast landscape now. My alarm every morning gets me up, gets me going, gets, gets me the blood pumping. early. Yeah, yeah, great. There you go. So, all right, boys, let's talk. Uh, talk. Talk. Uh, Shark <laughs> City. 
we uh, we are into. Let's see. I believe we are wrapping up round fourteen right now. So it is. Uh, I believe yeah, thirty eight rounds. So we've got a while to go. I think I'm I'm optimistic we'll finish before the season starts, Addy. I think so. I was doing the math earlier today. I think we're going to be yeah in just in time. Okay. I didn't know you had actually done the math. I was being very optimistic, but that's good. Now we're good. We're uh, we'll be fine. So, Addy, why don't you – do you have the draft four pulled up? Um, I don't. I could probably tell you because I've been, you know – just studying it nonstop. Well, just and... chirping on everyone. To, that's you know, right. I'm that's trying right. to be a good commission, letting people know when they're on the call. We got a lot of people that are newbies in it. Um, so uh, th- let's get into it. So Mike Wollert, I'm just going one through 12 right now. Let's see if you can hit it. Mike Wollert, Gary Davenport, me, uh, Matt Schaff. Yep. Tom Kisslingberry. There you go. Ooh, can he get this one? This is easy. Jordan. Jordan Reigns, that's right. Uh, Duchesne's. Yep, Duchesne's. Alex, Alex Duchesne's is in there. Bob. Bob, yep. Sig. Uh-huh. Three left, Daddy. You can do it, baby. Johnny. There you go. Joshy. Yep. Joey the Tooth. Got it. So there you go. It's a 12-team league. Super flex. IDP. We're starting just a just a ton of IDP players. It's crazy. Wow, so we great. Yeah. So we got we're starting four defensive linemen, three linebackers, three DBs, two flex. So a little bit of a wrinkle. Um, but yeah, man. It, you know, offense is just as deep. We're starting uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, three offensive flex, and then one super flex. Um, so that's like what. At least 22, 23 starters. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have benches, I think, of, I think there's like 38 spots total. So like 15 on the bench. Then we got a lot of IR spots. So it's going to, it's, it's been a wild draft. It uh, really has. Yeah. <laughs> Sigmund, Sigmund did the wildest thing I've ever seen. Uh, he took, he took Darius Leonard at 109. 109. Yep. Darius Leonard at 109. <laughs> so completely just threw us for a loop. And, I'm looking here at the draft board. I believe that was the first IDP, and another one didn't go off the board. It Until looks like he took a, another one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, he did. So he took Aaron Donald at the 404. Yeah. Sig don't care. Yeah. Sig was just. <laughs> he wants to get his dudes, and he got and he's getting the yeah. cheat codes. He's getting the guys that you want, the guys that have this massive upside, like Leonard and Aaron Donald both have. They have that advantage you know, over their positions. That's and that's, right. what, that's what he said, too. He was like, I can't believe that in a group of IDP guys, y'all are letting me get Darius Leonard, Aaron Donald, and then he went Chandler Jones. So, yeah, right. Some, He's some pretty cheat code guys in the first five rounds. Yeah, yeah. his defense is, is stacked. Grab Khalil Mack as well. Fred Warner, Demario Davis, and Von Miller followed that up with. So, <laughs> but it, six, it, six, this, is, right. this is a league where we get six points for sacks. You get one point for quarterback hits. Um, I think tackles are one or tackles are one and a half. Uh, assisted tackles are one. Pass deflections are three. Interceptions are six. Uh, so it's it's it is big play scored. Um, yeah. But man, it's a it's been a it's been a lot of fun. You get get out there on our Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I've uh, we posted the link to this draft. You can follow along, see see how it's going, see who's done what. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's a fun league. It's not. I've never been in a league like this. Like we said. You pretty much can throw your draft strategy and right. ADP out the window. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the board and I'm like, who do I want on my team? Yeah, and I'm not even worrying about. Cause Sig, it was kind of nice. Sig gave us all permission to be like, you know what? 
screw when IDPs are supposed to go. Like, let's just jump in and have yeah, fun. I think everyone was like, you know, probably wanting to impress him, do well, and then he goes out and just does it. Yeah, like, does that. We're like, wait a minute. No, he's not supposed to do that. And he's like, I was almost like, did he mean to do that? Because I think he's one of the guys that's new. He is, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was awesome. He's going to, he's, and I, and I told Josh, I was like, he's going to, he'll be in it there at the end. I guarantee it. He's just, uh, yeah, he's good. He is very good. So let's uh, we're just run down our squads here real quick, fellas. If anyone wants to check out the teams that any of the other guys have, you can check that out. Just check the uh, the big three uh, IDP Twitter account to see those uh, squads for everyone else. But Addy, you're at the at the three. So why don't you uh, kick us off with your squad? You got your roster pulled up? I don't. Bobby, you got yours going? I do. I'll start off. All right. Kick us so off, Bob. I drafted right before SIG at the uh, 108. And so for the first six rounds, I grabbed wide receivers. Have never done that before, but... Value-wise, when you've got people around you taking IDPs, that's just kind of what I stuck to. So Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, uh, Od- Odell, uh, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett are my wide receivers, and they're all starting because we've got plenty of flexes. So that should be interesting. But then my running backs go Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, my linebackers, Shaq Thompson, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Mac Wilson, and then Brian Birds and Efedi Odenigbo are squeezed in there as well. So. Um, I was a little anxious when I started seeing some of the early D linemen go, um, but getting Brian Burns in the 11th and then Effetti still, I, he might've been able to hang on. I just kind of like him for this year and the 13th was fine with me, but I know, I know my big three IDP boys were a little worried about like, uh, Bob, you know, we're in a, we're in a draft with a bunch of guys that know what they're doing. You, you need to take a running back here soon. Don't I you embarrass like, us. I can't pass up the value. Bobby, we don't start all wide receivers. This is Gosh. not a wide receiver super flex. I don't know, man. I've never done it before. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to start all wide receivers in my flexes and just see how that goes. So start, start them at quarterback, start them at running back. Who'll give so, it a whirl? <laughs> I did something similar the first four rounds. Uh, I was just looking at a bunch of different rankings, trying to get a sense of like, you know, I've only done one other super flex draft. So I'm trying to get a sense of like, where do the quarterbacks kind of enter into the equation here? So um, I ended up going four running backs right off the jump. Uh, again, just kind of the way the board fell. So I went uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the 111. Then went Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, and Jonathan Taylor in the fourth. Then I decided to jump in on the old IDP as you keep whistling. Uh, I jumped in on the IDP side of things, took Nick Bosa, then doubled up on wide receiver, went A.J. Brown and D.J. Chark. Uh, went back to IDP with DeForest Buckner, grabbed Hollywood Brown in the ninth, and then went Trey Flowers. And then I just said, I want to get all the best DBs on my team. That's what I was talking about. Like, just get the guys that you want. I don't have really any shares of these guys. You were thinking back to what I said on that six. So I I was, yeah. Like, what if you just stacked (laughs) the best DBs in the league on your team? And I was like, I'm going to do that. And we're going to see what happens. I I like it, man. Yeah. So I went Trey Flowers after Hollywood Brown. And then I went Derwin James, snuck Levante David in there as my LB1. And then went Landon Collins and Buda Baker. Mm. So that is... uh, that's the list. And it's crazy enough, Jamal uh, Adams has not gone off the board yet. Jabril Peppers actually went next um, at the, uh, looks like, 1406 to DeShane's. I about brought that up today there, Joshy. But I think, I don't know, that may be more right until Jamal plays on the field, and then we're going to be like, dang it, he's still good. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm taking probably Jamal Adams over Jabril Peppers, but uh, yeah, me too. But we did see today, you know, uh, Greg Williams made the little snide comment about how he's not going to be used as much. Greg Williams yeah. hates Jamal Adams <laughs> right, for yeah. whatever reason. Maybe like Jamal Adams ate his lunch out of the fridge or something. I don't know, but it's just silly. Greg Williams continued sniping at Jamal Adams even after he's gone. Just let it go, Greg. Yeah. Get back to dying your goatee and just let Jamal Adams be. Man, he's out of the building. So how do you got to yeah. say that stuff. Joshy, being the indie boy, uh, you're coming a little, coming around a little bit on Ceh. So let's go Dynasty 101. Are you going Ceh or JT right now? Um, he's thinking. That is disappointing, Josh. No, I think Dynasty wise is probably still JT. Um, I, I think like your heart for, wants to say Ceh. No, I think because this is a redraft league, so I'm stuck in redraft mode right now for sure. But um, so, so for redraft, it's definitely CEH. But for Dynasty, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, for sure. Yes, sir. That is the correct answer. He's special. All yeah. right, Addy, you got your lineup pulled up? Hit us with it. Yes, I do. Okay, so I was uh, in the three spot. So um, it goes CMC, Patrick Mahomes. I go Saquon there at 103. Then Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen. Oh, baby, that's a nice. <laughs> Let's pause on that for a second. Let's just take it all in. <laughs> Woo! So then we get the QB stitch figure, figured out. We get Tomathan Brady. Tompa <laughs> Brady. Little double squeeze there with Godwin. Yes, sir. 5K fitty tutties coming. New drip king. Yes, sir. Got that visor on. We see you, Tom. Get on my roster. So, Tom. Then we go Aaron Rodgers. Then we go Cortland Sutton. This is 703. Zadarius Smith. That's my first IDP. He gets dual designation here, so I can start him at DL. Then I get AJ Green at 9-3, Devin Bush, Deion Jones, Justin Houston, Matt Go Get You Burita, <laughs> Eric Kendricks. It's a pretty, nice little squad. Pretty Eddie. pleased. That is oh, a very yeah. nice squad. Uh there are there are some really nice squads though in this league. Like yeah. you look around, is it not so much anymore. We're in a lot, we're in a lot of leagues with guys who know what they're doing, yeah. but in your home leagues and stuff, you typically look around and you're like, oh, that guy's roster is net good. Yeah. But this league, a lot you look around at the squads and you're like, Yeah, these folks know what they're doing. Well, and take a look at I think I posted like the the defensive linemen in order that you know that they've gone. Um, if you look check out my Twitter page. Um and it's it's a it's pretty right on the money. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty on board with you know the the way it's going. There hadn't been really any anyone being drafted out of line. Not really. Opinion. It goes Aaron Donald, Daniil Hunter, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Cameron Jordan, Chandler Jones, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, Chase Young, J.J. Watt, uh, Khalil Mack, and Bradley Chubb because they get the DL designation yeah. here. Pretty so nice. That's, that's through seven rounds. I didn't take any of those guys. Either of your tweets, Addy. None of those were mine. That's ridiculous. My first one was Brian Burns, and he wasn't on there. So, yeah, fun stuff. There yeah. we go. Well, the eighth round, we saw a hey. big run on hey. defensive line. Hey, but, but you got your wide receiver. You over there, Bobby. Something to hang your hat on tonight. Ooh-wee. Yeah, you could, you'll definitely be the person that uh, the door gets knocked on if someone needs a wide receiver. For sure. But I was trying to say, yeah, eighth round, you saw DeForest Buckner, Sam Hubbard, Carlos Dunlap, Demarcus Lawrence, Calais Campbell, Cameron Hayward, and Zadarius Smith. And you you know good and well you was wrong for what you've done taking Odo on me like that, you piece (laughs) of trash. 
That was that was mega hateful. I think uh, you've done that in front of, in this league in front of you embarrassed me in front of all these experts. You embarrassed me in front of Sig. <laughs> I don't have Odell anywhere. I need to have him. Uh huh. Need all to right. have him. Boys, let's jump into a little AFC West review. Like I said, peep the big three Twitter account if you want to see the draft board as it unfolds. Uh, we should be hopefully done by the time the season starts. We'll keep linking it, no doubt. No doubt. So check it we out. Keep, Shark City. Keep bleeding that thing dry. Getting all the impressions <laughs> and reach that we possibly can on those tweets. Use those those followers those fellas got. Just leverage the hell out of them, baby. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's talk some AFC West, and we are going to burn through. I'm giving us 12 minutes per team. That's it. That's all we got time for. We don't need to each give our opinion on every guy. We we all pretty much are in the same. We'll call each other out if they're out of line, all right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right, so let's kick things off with the Denver Broncos. And as always, we're going to run through the starters and then hit the Fantasy targets. Bobby, you did the work in the dock tonight, so why don't you hit us with these offensive and defensive nah, starters? Nobody wants to hear that, Joshua. You just do your job and and, and lead us off. Be the nah, end, Josh. I, I'd Be like the you end. to read it off. I got to take a sip of water here. One time crunch here, guys. 20 seconds so, in, Bobby. Go, go, go. So, so I'll just do Denver, and then Josh can do the other three. But offensively, uh, offensive coordinator here, Pat Shermer, uh, Drew Locke, the quarterback. Melvin Gordon, starting running back. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and K.J. Hamler listed as the starting wide receivers with Noah Fant as the starting tight end. Uh, And then defensively, uh, defensive coordinator there, Joe Woods, they run a base 3-4 defense. Uh, Mike Purcell there at D-tackle, Drell Casey, and and Shelby Harris at D-end. However, most leagues actually have Drell Casey there as a defensive tackle as well. Uh, Von Miller, A.J. Johnson. Todd Davis and Bradley Chubb listed as the linebackers. Justin Simmons, the free safety, as well as Kareem Jackson, the strong safety. AJ Bouye and Isaac Yayadom. 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 Listed as the cornerbacks there. So, Joshi, take us into the offense. Good job, Bobby. I'm proud of you, baby. That wasn't too bad, was it? Eh, a little difficult, but that's a little all difficult. Right. All right. So, Drew Locke. Um, this is, uh, I'll give my take here. I said it earlier, and I'm sticking with it. I think he's Jacoby Brissett. I think he's just good enough to keep the team in games, not good enough to hold on to the job. He is set up to succeed. This this team is loaded on offense. But I, I expect to hear the what is wrong with the Broncos offense think pieces by like mid-October. Now, could he surprise and be really like above average or even a stud? Absolutely. We have not seen a lot of games yet. I think we saw five games at the end of last season. I'm just not making that bet on Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, I like his swag. I like his uh, I like his toys he's got. I like the fact that he, he seems to be a young Jeezy fan. He was ra- you like him just rapping on the sidelines. Sure. That was yeah. it. That if he if you had clip it, be honest, if that clip had never surfaced, yeah, you're nah, probably I'm down. Out. You're I'm down. Out. Yeah. Down on Drew Locke. Bob, I think you had some good notes here on Mr. Locke. Well, answer me this one, and this will kind of answer my question, but his cast of weapons is really why I love Drew Locke. He went uh, seven TDs and three interceptions. Who has a better cast of weapons, Drew Locke or, well, I'm going to say Justin Herbert because I think it's a matter of time. So which one of those would you rather have uh, the backfield and the wide receivers for? That's really tough, man. I think that's pretty close, honestly, because uh, you have Keenan. I like Keenan better as like the alpha wide receiver tight mm-hmm. end. Hunter Henry versus Noah Fant. That's probably really have Noah. Should I think he's got more upside? 
but and you got Albert O behind him as well, so it's a package deal. Hunter right. Henry finished like surprisingly high in tight ends he ranks good. last year. Yeah. Tight end nine as he we'll had talk that about. one gigantic week though. Yeah, you know he did. He's solid. I mean, um, so but that that's close. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and KJ Hamler. That's a pretty nice offensive line though. So the Chargers are still better along the offensive line. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I mean. Denver, I feel like John Elway's been working on that line forever. I'll look up like the PFF grades here while we're talking, but yeah, it's close. Probably still the Broncos, though, but it's close. Mm. What do you think, Addy? I don't know. I think I'd rather have, I mean, long term, I think I'd rather have the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. With the young guys. But, you know, this year, I mean, probably Keenan. Keenan's really nice. Yeah. And Mike Williams really nice. I expect a big year for Mike Williams. They've got were some you, nice were little... you boys impressed with uh, Herbert and the oh, yeah. and the uh, Chargers at, on Hard Knocks? I will say you can't tell much from watching him throw a ball into like a little shoot, <laughs> but that throwing motion, that t- that spiral, he that looked good. The onlookers, yeah, that they, looked, they was into it. That was real nice. Yeah, that guy <laughs> le- said he loved uh, Justin's balls, so that's uh, <laughs> not awkward at all. Uh, let's uh, let's move on here, guys. We're four minutes in, so we gotta like speed through the rest of these guys. Um, Melvin Gordon, Bobby, I don't think you're feeling Melvin Gordon. No, I will not own Melvin Gordon. I just think that's going to be a muddy situation. Yeah, I think he's a fine volume play. They paid him a lot to come in and be the starter. They clearly weren't happy with the Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay two-headed monster. This is a year for kind of gross volume plays. You know, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Lev Bell. Just lump Melvin Gordon in there. Hold your nose. Pick whichever one you like best. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind Melvin Gordon this year. Um, I mean, I think he, I think he's a really nice option if you're you know looking to draft a running back in the sixth, seventh round. You yeah, know, good good solid number two for you. I think. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't take a number two on your team, but I think he's going to be good. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine. All right. Corlin Sutton here, Bobby. How are you feeling on Mr. Sutton? Uh, I think Sutton's probably slipping too far in drafts. You know, right after the draft, everybody was high on Judy. Everybody was really high on KJ Hamler uh, for where he was being drafted. But I think Sutton's slipping too far. Sutton's really good. Sutton's talented. I think Locke's going to be able to get him the ball. I think uh, I think people need to adjust Sutton's ADP and, and grab him a little bit higher, as Addy did there in Shark City. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was, I was, that was so tough, man. Uh, some of those receivers late, like AJ Brown went like mm-hmm. in the sixth round, Portland Sutton, I took him in the seventh, but man, I was really pleased to get him there. Um, I agree. I think he's going to be, I think he's the alpha of that offense. Uh, and I think he's just going to get better and better. Uh, I've been impressed with the, the workout vids I've seen this year. Uh, he looks like a beast and, mm-hmm. um, I expect him to have the, the most chemistry with Drew Locke. So I like him the most this year. Yeah, I was looking it up. So the Broncos are actually the better offensive line, according to PFF, going into this season at number 14. And then the Chargers are all the way down at, oh, my God, number 30. So wow. you have to count the offensive line as part of the offensive weapons. And so that definitely goes to the Denver Broncos, according to PFF, who know a lot more about yeah. offensive lines than That's any hilarious. of us. So Los Angeles has the uh, 30th and the 31st rank uh, offensive lines in football right now. Jeez, yeah, not good. Golly. All right. something in the water. That's right, Eddie. <laughs> All right, Jerry, Judy. Um, so I'm not going to be shocked if Judy's ends up being the wide receiver one for this team. I think he's the best route runner of all the rookies, and that counts for a lot. I feel like a lot of what the friction is for rookie wide receivers, A, it's the playbook, B, it's the route running and cleaning that up. 
because the ability to separate from these professional cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers and everyone else that's in coverage on these guys is route running. So I think Judy's going to have a big leg up in that regard. If you can combine his freaky athleticism and speed with that route running prowess, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised. I still think it's Cortland Sutton because Sutton's more established, but I just love the raw talent of Jerry Judy coming in on this squad. Yeah, I mean, Judy's going to have a chance to, you know, eventually, I think, catch the most balls. He seems to be the guy that has the, you know, 90 to 100 catch potential. But Sutton seems to be like the guy that has the high t- touchdown upside just because mm-hmm. he's the bigger frame type receiver, you know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. I like Jerry Judy a lot. I just think it's going to, I mean, they're just good for each other. That's it's right. A nice, it's a really nice compliment. It's a Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs yep. type of situation. Um, I did say I'm, I'm down on the, the Broncos wide receivers as a group just because I'm not high on Drew Locke. But stash him and Judy and Dynasty for when, as Addy said, Aaron Rodgers comes in to town next year as the new starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. A big bump up for them at that point. It's going to happen. So, Bobby, I know you are a fan of K.J. Hamler, this next guy here. Yeah, I think Hamler is going to be interesting this year. Uh, rookie out of Penn State, which actually Deshaun Hamilton was too, I think. Um, 5'9", 178, 4'4", speed. I think he could probably run the slot. Um, and kind of the opposite of what you were saying, Josh, about you not being a believer in Locke, and I get that. But, man, I think you have to buy Locke later in drafts just because of these weapons. Like, even in short, intermediate, like, you know, style passes, these guys are going to they're gonna have a lot of yak. And uh, I think that's going to help Drew Locke out. But, yeah, I think Hamler's a super nice sleeper. Not only, I mean, probably some in redraft, but especially in Dynasty. Yeah, if you're... Uh, Seems if like you, a fifth-round pick in our RSO league. Yeah. Right. Who was that? Hamler. Hamler. Yeah. Back of the fifth two. That's very nice. So Noah Fant, we've talked about him kind of against Hunter Henry, but um, he's probably the weapon I'm most interested in just because the tight end position is so much thinner. We've seen it in all the drafts we've done. Wide receiver is stupid deep this year. So it's going to be harder for guys to finish top 24 or whatever designation you want to throw on them because there's probably 50 guys there are 40 guys that have top 24 potential this year, whereas tight end. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, mean, the, I the it's the path to relevance for Noah Fant. Like he could easily be top 12 at the position. I don't see any any world in which Sutton or Judy are top 12 just because of the talent at wide receiver. So that's the guy I'm most interested in is Fant, because I think he gives you more of a positional advantage than those other guys do. Where do you uh, so where do you think he finishes on the year? Noah Fant? Yeah. I'd say back in uh, tight end one, like somewhere in that ten to twelve range. Yeah, it feels about right. Yeah. Um yeah, I like Fan a lot too. Um what about Albert O, guy they brought in? What about this little stat? So Albert O and Drew Locke played together at Missouri. Um they played together eighteen games. In those eighteen games, Albert O had seventeen touchdowns. That is uh, almost one per game, Addy. That's <laughs> a nice connection right there. It is. And it's like, follow. There's a reason the Broncos brought Albert O in. It's yeah. because they know the familiarity is there. And they, you know, maybe he starts off as a blocking tight end. But did you all see? I just happened to have the combine on when Albert O was doing his workout. Dude was like a freak athlete, man. He's a beast, man. He's somebody to watch. I mean, I know I like Noah Fant, but yeah. Albert O 
They've just stacked that offensive depth chart, though. I mean, even yeah. running, we didn't even talk about Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so they're just stacked at r- running back, receiver now, and tight end. I yeah, could see what you want. Running, I could see them running a lot of twelve personnel too, which would be fun with Alberto and with uh, Noah. And then obviously you're going to keep Sutton and uh, Judy on the field. That's dangerous. And you could run any of your backs, but I don't know. One of these notables in uh, Royce Freeman. I've seen a bunch of, I don't know whether it's just like, you know, off-season hype or whatever the deal is, but it'd be fun to to float Royce Freeman's name in a trade. I would love to see him go to Atlanta because Atlanta really doesn't seem to have a whole lot of depth behind Todd Gurley. And uh, I, I'm I'm an owner of Freeman, but I still think he has some NFL appeal. He's not going to be great, but he's definitely serviceable. Hey, Boobin, we see you. You're on it, brother. That's right. Love you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, so I, I just, last note here on the offense, I would already own Philip Lindsay in our RSO league if he wasn't the league's highest paid running back, which is just always makes me laugh. Um, franchise tag guy, a lot of money. Uh, I think Philip Lindsay's supremely talented. Um, I, I'm not giving up on Lindsay yet, but I'm not acquiring him because of the cost in our main league. So, Let's switch over to defense. We have negative four seconds to run through it here. So great job by us. Um, Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. So let's hit uh, Jarrell Casey. Uh, Bobby, lead us off here. Yeah. I love this for Jarrell Casey. You know, I didn't really realize until I got to reading into it some today, but he was kind of pissed off at the Titans. You know, kind of felt like they were throwing him out with the trash, I think was his comment. You know, and good for Denver, really, because what did they give, like a sixth or a seventh round pick? Seventh for round pick. And uh, Jarrell Casey's 30 or 31, so he's got that, you know, Team Hicks grown man strength. Um, I really like Jarrell Casey for this year, and I know that Denver had some struggles last year stopping the run, and I think Jarrell Casey would be great this year, especially if you're looking for, you know, somebody who's just going to stack up some tackles for you. Yeah, I said I love him as a a back-end D-tackle one this year. Uh, Von Miller, this is a guy – positional designation just kills him for me i like him as a as a flex play i'm not i'm just not super interested in um idp leagues to be honest i mean you saw 79 percent of snaps last year and he was the lb 65 in our rso league so he's just one of those guys that's probably going to have those big blow-up weeks he's a great nfl player um, but I'm just not, he, he's not someone who's going to be an, on any of my IDP rosters. He's a good option. If you're in big play leagues, I think he's going to have a nice bounce back here. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, Chubb being back healthy and then Casey, you know, being added, that's going to be a great help to, to Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Bobby, I think you're on the same boat. You like, uh, yeah. Von Miller this year. Don't love him, but agree with Adam hundred percent. Big play. I, I don't mind him at all. Yeah, AJ Johnson. Um, mm. This is a guy that really broke out last year. Um, he had uh, finished as LB forty nine on sixty nine percent of snaps. Um, I have him as my LB thirty nine right now. I love him if you can get him as like your LB four. That feels about right for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I love AJ Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I think he averaged about eight tackles a game once he got in there. So, you know, if you prorate that out for the year, that's about 125 tackles. And he also gets big plays, too, unlike Todd Davis, who Todd Davis just strictly gets tackles. There's no extra stats with Todd Davis. I was going to say. AJ Johnson will at least add some, you know, some of the big play stats. He graded out really well on PFF. I don't have it in front of me, but he was he was top 10. Um, so I love AJ Johnson, man. And we, we, the, wood, the wood chopper, man. To the wood chopper? That's him. I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Todd Davis is just a tackle machine, man. Just 134 tackles in 2019. He gets slept on too. He played 85 percent of snaps. Was the LV 27? 
Yeah. He's not sexy, but he gets it done. Exactly. He's not going to give you the big plays, but man, he is just like a lunch pail kind of linebacker. He knows how to fall on on uh, fall on dudes. <laughs> that, that he does. It's a valuable <laughs> skill to have. Um, so, Bobby, who's this next guy we're going to talk about? Yeah, Bradley Chubb. I love Bradley Chubb again for this year, especially in sleeper. We've talked about that dual designation, but people forget all the way back in 2018, Bradley Chubb had 20, uh, gosh, 20, had 12 sacks as a rookie. Um, I am kind of optimistic too. They said that he's close to 100%. He tore that ACL, I think it was week four or week five of 2019. So he's had a good long while to rehab from that. So, um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big Chubb lover. Yeah, I was going to say, do we, is that Chubber? Or if you're a Chubb lover, are you a Chubber? Oh, gosh, I ruined that in the dark, Josh. I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. I didn't even see your joke. I, I ruined your, your Jameis Winston joke last week, so you're, it's payback. Um, yeah, my only thing was three games before he got hurt, he scored 13.25, 17.5, and 23.95 points. The dude mm. was putting it together, and he got hurt. So don't forget about Bradley Chubb. I think he is absolutely a guy that can have a nice bounce back season for the Broncos. I love AJ Johnson, Todd Davis, lunch pail guy. Bradley Chubb is the guy I'm most excited about from this linebacking core. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's look to DB now and talk about Justin Simmons. Another guy kind of like Todd Davis gets a little bit slept on here. Played 99.72% of the snaps last year. That's great. Anything. Anytime, I don't know. What, could you not just get the final like 0.28 here and just get a hundred? Uh, but you love to see anything above 90 for any defender. Safety 11 in 2019. Um, I said, like Todd Davis, this guy is being slept on. Something to keep in mind though, when I was doing my research here, he had 15 passes defended, which was the most in a league by a safety. So I, I haven't done a deep dive, but I have to imagine that passes defended. Is not the stickiest stat in the world. So just something to keep in mind. Simmons definitely benefited in big play leagues from being the number one safety in terms of passes defended. Yeah, so. he's a, I mean, he plays deep, but man, he uh, he ma- he knows how to make plays. I love mm-hmm. Simmons. He's one of my favorite safeties. Uh, hated to see him not get the uh, extension that he deserved. Pay that man, dude. Come on, um, Denver. Because man, he's he's been he's been nothing but you know he's a nothing but. Uh, outperform where they drafted him i think he was a third round pick and i mean he legit is like a a top six or seven safety in the league Mm -hmm. i agree doesn't get the respect though bobby what do you think yeah love simmons y'all are right on 93 tackles 15 pass defense four interceptions um franchise tag is nice but i'm with y'all should have got that extension yeah i was looking it up to see so they have about 30 million dollars in cap space they absolutely i can't imagine that franchise tag for safeties is that high no they definitely could have kept him if they extended him if they wanted to this whole defense is super impressive like as as far as adp goes none of these guys are daniel hunter or darius leonard in in idp drafts you're not taking any of them super early but all these guys are going to be like i mean they're going to be nice steady guys for you week in and week out what about kareem jackson bobby Eh, deeper leagues He's a little bit boom bust. Had a 37 point game in week 14 last year. Um, can can get some picks from time to time. Um, there for a while, I think maybe he had a cornerback designation as well, which was a little bit funky. I may be making that up, but yeah, deep leagues. That's it. Yeah, we also have some notables here: Shelby Harris, Josie Jewell, uh, Demarcus Walker. A nice Walker note here, Bobby. Yeah, deeper league potential for me. Weeks four through seven last year: 15 tackles, four sacks. 
Um, the biggest thing for him is obviously just his health and opportunity. Um, but um, with Vaughn Miller and Bar- Bradley Chubb back, he'll probably only be on the field some, so his snaps won't be super high. But, yeah, maybe in a deeper league, Marcus Walker. There you there go. You go. All right, the new Las Vegas Raiders offense brought in a lot of skill position dudes, so let's hit some of them right now. Derek Carr, the disrespected one, doesn't like everyone being so mean to him on social media and in the media. <laughs> he got caught with his burner. Do you guys see that? Was it with his burner? There was, there was a, you know, allegedly uh, people were saying there was his burner account out there. It was, it was pathetic. Gosh, that's sad. Like, man, it was just only Fresno State and and Derek <laughs> and Derek Carr talk. That's all it was. Maybe, and then he, uh, then he de- and he deactivated the the second it was like discovered. someone called it out. Yeah, yeah, so it was definitely his burner. Okay, so uh, the one with the burner, Derek Carr, quarterback, Josh Jacobs, running back, Tyrell Williams, Henry Ruggs, and Brian Edwards at wide receiver, Darren Waller at tight end. On the defensive side, this is uh, Paul Gunther's 4-3 scheme. We should mention offensive coordinator Greg Olson, as the fantasy footballers call him. Uh, on the defensive side, the starters, Malik Collins and Jonathan Hankins at defensive tackle, Cleland Farrell and Max Crosby at D-end, Nick Morrow, Nick Kwiatkowski, and Corey Littleton at linebacker, Jonathan Abram and Demarius Randall at safety, and then Prince Amukamura and Trayvon Mullen at cornerback. So a lot of new faces on this team. Let's start with Derek Carr. I love him as a late round QB. Bobby, how are you feeling about Mr. Burner? I'm with you, Joshy. You know, kind of kind of look at the same thing that, you know, we're saying about Drew Locke and possibly Justin Herbert. Look at the cast that he has around him. And, you know, you've kind of like, got to like Carr a little bit a little bit more than his ADP would show. Yep. So Josh Jacobs, uh, Bob, when did you sell? What league did you sell uh, Josh Jacobs in? <laughs> the uh, terrible league with Dynasty Sneeko at Fantasy Guru Bros, uh, the league I should have never got into. Um, but yeah, I had uh, Josh Jacobs and sold him pretty early for some, I don't even know what, like uh, crab cakes and some, some, uh, some a ham sandwich, little Debbie's or something. Yeah, but, uh, they just gave you some Milano cookies. They know what your weakness is. There you go. The uh, you know the Gruden talk about uh, Gruden being upset about Jacobs not getting the Rookie of the Year, um, and talking about maybe using him more in the passing game this year, and then you draft Lynn Bowden. Um, I don't know. I'm just not really buying it. I think uh, I think Josh Jacobs is good. I think he's a good NFL running back. I just don't love him. I don't love him where he's being drafted and everything right now. I've, the Lynn Bowden mess kind of worries me a little bit. If I'm the Jacobs owner, I love it. If I'm the Bowden owner. Bobby, he was sleeping in his car. He's had a hard life. You need to get <laughs> off his back. No, I think I love Jacobs as a running back. RB7 by ADP right now, a little too high for me. I'd rather have Joe Mixon or Miles Sanders, who are both behind him right now. But, yeah, Jacobs as a back-end RB1, That's that feels about right. RB7, eh, a little rich. Yeah, same thing. Um, I am a little worried about him as far as uh, being a pass catcher now they've brought in Bowden. Bowden, um, but Bowden, 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 <laughs> Line Bowden. But yeah, I mean, I like Josh Jacobs, but he's not someone that I'm typically targeting unless he falls to that, you know, late second, mid second. Agreed. All right, uh, Bobby, I know you watched uh, some UK football games. Lynn Bowden, Jalen Richard. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Lynn Bowden. I think he's a very exciting playmaker. We've very, very quickly forgotten his trap house incident. Yeah, yeah. Um, will be fun to watch. I don't think that fun to have in fantasy. Uh, but um, how are you feeling about Mr. Bowden there, Bobby? I, 
I think you're probably right, Josh. I think you've probably got that spot on. Um, Lynn is really good at a lot of things. I just don't know that he's great at one thing, um, which may be awesome for an NFL squad, but could be super, super frustrating for fantasy. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're both wrong, but um, I don't really want to own Lynn Bowden right now. What about Tyrell Williams? Is that a guy you're interested in owning? I mean, you kind of have to. I've seen a little bit of Twitter hype here in the last little while. Um, People are kind of sleeping on him some, and I think he's going to play. You know, I think he's going to be opposite probably uh, Edwards. I don't know where Ruggs really is lined up right now, probably in the slot. Um, But for, you know, all intents and purposes where where he's going, I think you've got to be somewhat interested. I think there was maybe something that came out about Tyrell being injured a little bit last year. Uh, He kind of played with something. I don't know if it was a high ankle or what, but. Uh, I mean, I don't love him. We don't need to be talking about him a ton. But if he's if he's around late, you know what late is. If he's a decent value, maybe maybe stashing. You know, I've always liked Tyrell. You have. You've had a soft spot for Tyrell. What is that? Does it got swag or the drip or what's going on here? Yeah, I I don't know. Just you know, the days he was with the Chargers, I always just liked that he learned from Drip Drip King Keenan. You know, mm, okay. Yeah. I always liked that. I always liked that he wore sleeves. He was a you know a tall lanky dude. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think him and Carr have a, they had an obvious connection, but it, Bobby was right. He wasn't healthy. Uh, so he's someone that, I mean, he's literally free, um, but he could have, you know, he could have some nice weeks if, if you're desperate. Mm-hmm. You're desperate. Which you may be, which we're, you're probably going to be at some point, you know, because the Rona. That's right. We, I like a lot of these pieces on this, on this yeah. Raiders offense. It's a, it's going to be really interesting because Carr has no more excuses. Like yep. they have stocked yeah. the pantry. They've got a really solid, uh, I think they had the 11th ranked offensive line by PFF. So all the pieces are there. This is this is Carr's time to shine right now. One guy I know you're excited about, Bobby, based on the uh, what we're seeing online is Mr. Henry Ruggs. Oh, baby, am I? I think there's only been that one video of him fading to the end zone and uh, having some crazy catch. But, um, yeah, the early hype and the camp talk right now about Ruggs has really got me giddy. Yeah, so I looked it up because we know Henry Ruggs is like, I believe, the fastest wide receiver in this draft. Um, yeah. And so I looked it up to see how is Carr at throwing the deep ball. He's about middle of the road, so passes more than 21 yards down the field. According to Football Outsiders, he had a 47.1 completion percentage, which was actually between Lamar Jackson and Case Keenum, of all people. So uh, this tempers my expectations for rugs just a little bit because car is not like the best uh kyler murray actually was the highest at like 62 percent completion on deep balls uh, which makes me excited for the cast of weapons there in arizona we'll get to those on another pod so yeah i mean um i like rugs i just wonder is i mean what y'all's temperature is Derek carr the quarterback on this team next year uh, I'd say it's about 50-50 for me right now. I'm just not quite sold, and I don't know that the team is either. Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to just tank this year and get one of those top QBs. Yeah. It'd be pretty nice, and they and we love those weapons long-term. We've, we we know all about Brian Edwards. <laughs> he has had some – he's had Twitter in a frenzy here lately. He really has. I think maybe because our expectations were down a little bit just because of the injury. Oh, yeah. But the comparisons coming out of Devontae Adams, Bobby, is that is that accurate? Is that right? Did I yeah. did I put that right? Devontae Adams that. comps. For yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that. That's what. Well, um, okay, so so Derek Carr played at Fresno State with Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. and then Derek Carr said that he reminds him a little bit of Devontae Adams. 
Wow. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Did he did he say this uh from his burner account? Yes, sir. He had a few chips on his shoulder when he's saying this and Doritas just <laughs> sitting there. Chips over here, dip over here. Yes, sir. What's the dip of choice, Addy? When you got when you're going non like not non tortilla chips and queso, what's the dip of choice? Man, I just like straight up salsa. Okay. And I get I, I do this I was thinking about this the other day. I think Mexican food makes me happiest. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I'm glad you know this about yourself. That's awesome. I could eat it every single day, I think. But so what I do, what I've been doing lately is I've been going and getting Mexican, and uh, getting. I got. I got my usual order, but then I like getting some extra salsa. I always get 16 ounces of the hot salsa. Hmm. Um, I usually go through that in about you know a day. I was gonna say, are you like jolting up in the middle of the night here? Like I'm worried about you with that. I'm good. Hey, I've got a tolerance built up. I'm good. I do need to get up though early in the morning. Yeah. I was gonna say, like But I'm usually good. I can usually sleep through the night just fine. But I do need to give myself time. Yeah, need to get up about six thirty in the morning. Uh take care of business. So yeah, Brian Edwards. Um, is there any chance he finishes the year as the wide receiver one on this team? Uh, I think oh. it may be a little too soon. I don't I mean, I don't know if I don't know if it's happening in 2020. I do think he's his his time is coming. I think 2021 is going to be. Yeah, I think it, he's got a good chance to be the number one receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. All right, but I like Rugs too. He's he's getting slept on a little bit too much. I think. I, I think just because of the fact that the Raiders took him high, took and, him as the number one wide receiver right, over yeah. Judy, over CD. So people are like. If he had gone third, I think we would be looking at him totally different. But he yeah. kind of has that wide receiver one and the rookie draft expectation now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's not really fair to paint him with that brush because he's a talented wide receiver. He can't help it that the Raiders took him as the first wide receiver off the board. Something that's smart to do right now in this world of, of fantasy football that we're living in, this hype video world, is when there's a bunch of hype videos that go up about Brian Edwards and people say he's going to be the wide receiver one for the team, Go buy Henry Ruggs at that time. Go buy somebody else that people aren't talking about because everybody gets so out of whack when all of a sudden Antonio Gibson is the new RB1 for Washington football team. You know, and you get a bunch of stupid trade offers and take them because, you know, people get out of whack when it comes to fantasy Twitter. That's right, especially in a season with not a lot of news and, you know, weird training camp and no preseason. We are just climbing the walls right now. So uh, Hunter Renfro. Probably the NFL player. I've said this that reminds me the most of myself. Very average build, like five foot nine, receding hairline. I'm very much. This is my spirit uh, animal in the NFL. Sam Hubbard for me. You gotta stop that comparison. Putting that oh, out there, people oh, are gonna be very disappointed when we get to do live shows next season. Um, going so we're going on a tour, Josh. That's right, fantasy footballer style. So Scottsville, Scottsville. Yeah, just the surrounding counties around Warren County. Um, so I looked it up because I wanted to see, okay, slot wide receivers, these guys kind of catching passes close to the line of scrimmage. Is this a good fit for Derek Carr? So he had the third lowest average depth of target in the league at 6.6, according to pro football reference. Now that likely goes up because of the weapons that they brought in people like, you know, Bowden and Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. Uh, but I still love the underneath targets that Renfro is going to get if he manages to get on the field, given that we know that Carr has a history of throwing the ball short. Yeah. I just wonder, I mean, we saw the reports this week, though. They plan on having rugs run out of the slot a little bit. 
Yeah. And that's going to be such a mismatch. It is. I don't know. That's why I'm saying if, if Renfro sees the field, I think he'll see targets. Yeah. But will he see the field? It's just oh. hard not to imagine him seeing the field because I thought he did play really well last year. Mm-hmm. Also, keep in mind, Tyrell is a little injury prone. So, you know, and, and, could see some, and some four wide receiver sets, you know, that could be a chance where I just feel like Renfro is going to. He's. I feel like Grude would love Renfro. Yeah. Like a, he, hey, I like this guy. Yeah, this guy's yeah. a grinder. That was a bad Gruden. I'm that sorry. Was a, that was a rough Gruden there, Josh. Rough, rough Gruden. Uh, this guy. Nope, still not there. Uh, Darren Waller. So um, he's tied in five. I'm just going to move on. Tied in five by ADP. That is way too rich for me. He was second in the league in receiving yards last year with 1,145. Damn. That's almost guaranteed to come down because of all the new receiving weapons where you could see some progression. People, it is not positive regression. That is not a phrase that makes sense in the yeah. English language. Thank Let's you, cut Josh. this out. That is not a phrase. So you could see progression with his TDs. He only had three touchdowns in 2019. I so think that's, the whole, the whole sum of this Waller talk is Josh is smarter than you. Whoever's uh, listening. Yeah, it's not positive regression. That is just, that's almost oxymoronic. Please don't do that. Don't be that fantasy analyst. How old is Darren Waller again? He's older. He's like, yeah, late 20s. Because this was a guy that was a wide receiver, converted to tight end. Had the Mm -hmm. drug issues, was kind of, you know, had some issues. I think he was in Baltimore, maybe. Yes, he was. A little later breakout just because of everything. Yeah, converted to tight end like uh, Tyler Boyd. Wait a minute, Tyler Boyd? <laughs> Didn't Adam throw this out on Twitter a couple? You're weeks thinking ago? about Auden Tate. Auden Tate. Tate. Yeah, I was Sorry. like Tyler Boyd. Tight end. No, please. All oh, right, so let's get these defensive pieces. There's some. There's some guys here that we like, uh, especially now that they've imported some actual linebackers, and it's not just uh, the most handsome man in the game to hear Whitehead trying to hold it down. Would you stop trying to get your hat on camera, Adam? <laughs> right now, we're on Twitter for God's sake. People are actually watching this. All right, so. Clellan Farrell, Bobby, I'm going to give the kind of uh, not pessimistic take, but I'm going to give mine and then I want you to give yours. All right. Sounds good. So I always like to look the end of this season. How are the snaps trending? Was this a guy getting more playing time as the season wound down? So the first 10 games, uh, Clellan Farrell was above 60% of snaps every week. In fact, in six of those weeks, he played above 70% of snaps. The last four games, he played below 60% in every game with three of those games falling below 50% of snaps. That's not the type of trend I like to see. I do see him taking a step forward, but I've got him as my defensive lineman 42 right now. So not a guy I'm looking at as like a a top three defensive lineman for my squad. I understand. Yeah, his rookie numbers were, were, uh, you know, not quite where they needed to be, especially with Max Crosby uh, appearing to go off. Um, but you know, this whole fantasy Twitter right now, this, these hype videos have me going a little, little crazy on Cleveland right now. He's bulked up. They say at about 275 pounds, put some muscle on. They say he looks bigger. And, uh, I don't know. I think Cleveland is, is, uh, we haven't talked about him yet in the shark city because he's not in the top 20 defensive lineman taken. Neither has been Max Crosby, right? Or is Crosby? Surely he's gone. Crosby went, yeah. Um, but I think we've talked about this at nauseum for the last, you know, couple months that you'd rather have Max Crosby at his ADP versus Clellan Farrell at his ADP. I think, I think I still want to buy Farrell. I still think he has potential. He's a fourth pick in the NFL draft. 
Yeah, he's going to have every opportunity. It's just, can he actually break out? For yeah. Sure. But people were roasting that at the time. Yeah. Yeah, they Fair. thought this is maybe like a later first round guy, maybe yeah. even a second round guy. So I did the the same exercise with Max Crosby just to see how they how they compared. His snaps were all over the place last season, uh, but he's in the last four games he averaged about seventy five percent of snaps. Uh, once his snaps got above fifty percent in week four, he had ten games of double digit scoring, including a game where he scored. 50.95 points against the Jets and Ooh. only three games of single digit scoring once he got above 50% of snaps. If, and I said, if Farrell takes a step forward, that's good news for Crosby, too. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. more attention that the offensive line has to pay to Farrell, which will open up more, more opportunities for Max. He needs to add a third X on that name, though. Yes. Yeah. Then he'll be truly unstoppable. But uh, I'm with you, Bobby. I think mm-hmm. uh, people are fading Max a little too much right now. This is a guy. Top 12, maybe, but definitely a top 24 guy in my mind. You know, yeah. and go for it, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I like Max Crosby. I, I think he's going to be just fine this year. I think he's pretty safe. We've been mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of talk about, you know, people think he's going to not do nearly what he did last year. I don't know. I think he's going to be fine. That was his first year. He yeah. finished as top 12 his first year. We love and people Nick, liked him coming Nick out of Bosa. the draft. Yeah, it wasn't like this was this guy was a nobody. So it's like. Why don't we see the same step forward yeah. for Max Crosby uh, that yeah. we see for these other first-year guys? Yeah, and you know, I also like uh, Carl Nassib. Nassib. Mm-hmm. Nassib, the, these weird the finance tonight. guy from the uh, the Hard Knocks That's right. season. That yeah, was like a brief <laughs> compound interest, like trying yeah. to explain it, like he's Warren Buffett. I'm like, oh, Carl, just stop, yeah. man. But I like him a little bit too. You know, if you're in a yeah. deep league, he can have some big weeks. I bet I, I, I could see Gruden liking him. I think too that uh, you know. Tom talked about on our show a couple weeks ago how bad, you know, the Raiders were at stopping the run. And, you know, we just talked about they were using the NFL's most handsome man to hear Whitehead to do that. So now they have Nick Kwiatkowski and Corey Littleton behind Max Crosby and Clellan Farrell. And, uh, you know, they probably don't have to worry as much about stopping the run and, you know, grabbing tackles. They're probably going to be freed up a little bit to, uh, to, to pursue the quarterback. So, I'm 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 on board with you, Josh. I think that was a great take on Crosby. I think we're sleeping a little bit too much, probably on Crosby and Farrell. Yeah. So Nick Kwiatkowski, hot take, Bobby. You think that old Nick Quick may lead the Raiders in tackles in 2020? I think it's going to happen. I think uh, Nick Quick is going to stay home, and I think he's probably going to be your your uh, linebacker who is you know tackling the r- running backs. I think that's going to happen more often, and then I think you're going to see Corey Littleton in coverage. Um, we'll get to the Corey Littleton take here in a minute, but I don't, I don't think that's too much of a hot take. I think Nick Kwiatkowski is a really good tackler. Yeah. So I did, uh, I still have Littleton as one, a Nick quick as one B. I think it's very close. And I went and looked at the tackles last year because I wanted to see how they broke down for each guy, obviously in different situations. So it's not a perfect comparison, but Littleton had 134 tackles in 16 games or 8.4 tackles per game. Nick had 76 tackles in basically nine games. There was one game where he had 11 snaps, so I didn't count that. And that is good for an average of 8.4 tackles per game. So these guys averaged the same number of tackles in the opportunity that they were giving. So I would not be surprised if Nick Kwiatkowski was the tackle leader because we've seen that pace in Chicago. He can definitely get those same numbers here in Las Vegas. Um, but I'm, I've disrespected Corey Littleton for long enough. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's a little too high in ADP right now. He's uh, linebacker 10, which is just, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a little high. I have him as LB 13. I think he'll finish right around there, but I also think Nick Kwiatkowski finishes top 24 as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, agree. I think Kwiatkowski is definitely the one you want in fantasy just because of the price. The price. Um, but yeah, like Bobby kind of mentioned earlier, um, Cordell Littleton's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league, so he'll be out there all three downs. I think same same thing with uh, Kwiatkowski. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just love they they saw they had a need and they went out and got the two best, in my opinion, the two best linebackers that were out there on the market and brought them both to Las Vegas. So it's a lot of fun. There was a little bit of a bummer. Remember on yeah. remember when they brought in Nick first and we we're like, oh baby, mm-hmm. Nick just became a top. 12 yeah. linebacking option for IDP. Right. And then Corey Littleton came in and uh, put out the fire. And, yeah. Bit. It kind of ruined the fun a little bit, but I, I I wouldn't be disappointed having both these guys on my actual fantasy yeah, roster. Yeah. They'll both be really solid. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up here, we got uh, one of my babies, Jonathan Abram. Um, I'll just going to read this, uh, this tweet from uh, Marcus Mosier today. He said, I wouldn't be shocked if Jonathan Abram led the team in tackles and takeaways this season. That is music to my ears. He is DB 13 right now, according to IDP guys, ADP, which is just right. I I like him around that like 11, 12, 13 range, somewhere in there. Yeah, I love him. You're not going to have to take him as your first safety. And uh, yeah, I expect him to be one of the, you know, leading tacklers at at the position this year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bobby. Love it. Yeah, I wish I had not traded you him for John Johnson here not too long ago, but congratulations, Josh, on owning Jonathan Abram. Thank you very much. So let's, uh, we don't have to talk about these last few nah. guys here, relevant nah. one, Las Vegas defense. So let's jump over to the defending Super Bowl champions and talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Eric Bieniemy led uh, offense here with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. At running back, uh, who's the the two hundred dollar man uh, that you bought in the oh uh, DeAndre Washington? DeAndre Washington is there <laughs> in the backfield. Um, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and McCole Hardman at wide receiver. I still think, from what I've heard, there the NFL has yet to make a ruling on whether lizard people can play in the NFL. So I'm not sure Sammy Watkins is actually going to be eligible this year. Mm. Just something to keep an eye on. I've been seeing some nice hype about Sammy. Mm-hmm. Like going back to his like lizard planet with all of his people, just, or just they're saying that he's been looking good. Andy Reid's excited. Andy Reid's excited about everything. He's thinking about his ribs he's gonna have for lunch, and he's like, oh, "I love all you guys." So you got yeah, Sammy and McCall at Sammy, wide receiver. Oh, I thought you, Sammy, I thought you were talking about barbecue Sammys. I thought you were talking <laughs> about the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey at tight end. Uh, Steve Spagnolo, defensive coordinator, 4 3 base scheme. We have Chris Jones and Derek Naughty. We're going to go with Naughty at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Frank Clark and Alex Okafor at defensive end. Willie Gay, Anthony Hitchens, and Damian Wilson at linebacker. Juan Thornhill and Tyron Mathieu at strong safety. Bashad Breland and Charvarius Ward at cornerback. So, Patrick Mahomes starting on the offensive side. I just said it's going to be fun debating him, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray as the fantasy QB1 for about the next decade. Hey, what's there to say? What is there to say about this guy? And he gets a half a billion. He wins a Super Bowl. He wins an MVP. I don't know what else you have to say about Patrick freaking Mahomes. Hey, money talks. 
Hey, Bobby, you've got him as your uh, dynasty number one in your mixed ranks. Josh, uh, somebody calls you today and says, hey, Big 3 IDP, we're going to buy it for $500 million. And, uh, and it's all Josh's because really Josh is the only one who's important here. What, what are you doing with that money, Josh? Well, <laughs> uh, well I, I am hoping in my final moments that, I, that Allie knows my funeral wishes because I'm probably having a heart attack if someone comes. <laughs> Offers me half a billion dollars for the Big Three IDP podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's that was a uh, terrible answer, Josh. I needed I needed something material. I needed something that you want. What do you want? You want the ride my Star Wars or you want Marvel to be named after you? We'll get it for you, Josh. Yeah, I'd have to think on it. I'll give you an answer by the end of the pod how I'm spending okay. my, my cut of the half a billion dollars. It's quite a bit of quiche. So probably just pay off my debts, you know, something real. I'll put it into a 401k, a mutual fund. You Get know. some oh Funko Pop for the soul, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely upgrade the soul check. would be the lame answer. Get some uh, lights in here, some strobe lights, some ears. Some lights like we're just sitting some glow in. glow sticks. We're going too far off the rails. Speaking of rails, the hype train continues to roll for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I'm getting some Kareem Hunt minus all the like POS elements of the Kareem Hunt experience. Getting some Kareem Hunt vibes, this kind of league winning potential. I took him in the back of the first round in Shark City. I'm feeling pretty good, Eddie. Like it. Yeah, I think he's, uh, I don't know. We, we did see where DeAndre Washington's going to have a large role. Stop it. Just- <laughs> You're just trying to justify your purchase. That's enough of that. Now, listen, you know where DeAndre Washington played college ball at? Western Kentucky University. Texas Tech. You know where Patrick Mahomes played college ball at? Western Kentucky University. <laughs> Correct. Home of the Hilltoppers. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the CH hype is – do you all think it's getting out of control a little bit, or where is it justified? What's No, I mean, he's in a great situation. I mean, I hate that he's going to do so well because I don't think he's anything that special. Yeah. Whoa! Love Twitter. (laughs) It's at Adam IDP on Twitter, y'all. Oh, Adam can handle it. I believe in Adam. He'll be fine. Yeah. How? uh, What? What? Burrow? How many touchdowns he tossed last year? Burrow? Like sixty? Like sixty? Yeah. C C H. How you only going to come away with one of those? Ooh. Zaddy. Yes, sir. All the right questions. Not that fast, in my opinion. You're a good catcher of the ball. But DeAndre, baby, I love you. <laughs> Don't make it worth all of them dollars yes, All right, Tyreek, he'll never play again. So I went back and looked, and um, he only played 10 games over 50% of snaps. He scored 189 points. So if you give him that 18.9 points per game pace, over 16 games, he would have finished as the wide receiver, too. Mm. Yeah, so, he's awesome. He's just really good. There's nothing else to say about Tyreek Hill. Maybe injury. can That was a fluke injury he had where he broke a rib like down into like his vital organs, I think it was. Yeah. Some scary stuff. But He's a type that's still going to try and trot out there and play, it seems. He is. So. Yeah, you have to admire him. Not for Mitch, not for much in his life, but You're right. for wanting to stay on the field. It's hey, fun to watch play football, cap. but yeah, he's not a not the not a best person I'm rooting being. for. Right, I don't have him anywhere. I don't I mean, think I do either. I, I usually try and follow those rules. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, 
I'm not gonna, you know, have the dirt bags. I'm not gonna have Bobby Sylvester in any leagues. That's right. (laughs) Not gonna have him as your co-owner. Not gonna be your one-on-one piece of trash. Yeah, get out of here, Bobby. Yeah, hope you enjoyed your time because it's our landscape now. Also, fan approach. You should have done better. You should have reacted better. You were. uh, I, I I thought they were. They were reactive, not proactive for yeah. the whole thing. It's like and you you get that information. You don't just sit on it and hope it goes away, which yeah. is absolutely what they did. Yeah, you had all the evidence right there immediately. Uh, also, they never reached out to the victim until she called them out about it. Um, just a bad look. Hopefully, hopefully other websites were paying attention because, you know, it's a it's a learning experience for everybody, but you got to be better about that stuff. Yeah, just mm-hmm. the middle of the story. Cancel your Fantasy Pro subscription. Come over and check out the big three IDP. Sure. Subscribe to websites that don't harbor sexual predators. That's yeah. the moral of the story for me. It was an easy call. They should have condemned it from the beginning. Yep. I don't know. Do better Fantasy Pros or just mm-hmm. go away. That would be fine, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we're not owning him just because he's a piece of trash, but... If you're fine having pieces of trash on your team, Bobby, uh, you could, you know, take a stab at Tyreek Hill. No, that's three of us. I don't own Tyreek anywhere either. Weird stat, too. You know, for him to have had such high-scoring weeks last year, only went over 100 yards two times, which was kind of bizarre to me. And one of them was in Tennessee when we watched him. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about another stat from that Tennessee game here in just a bit that I'm really excited for. Kind of strange. Yeah, so the Lizard Man, Sammy Watkins, um, played the highest percentage of snaps for the freaking Super Bowl winning offense. And what did it get him? A wide receiver, 54, finish, no thank you. Yeah, I'm ready for Sammy to go away. It's time. I'm just not a Sammy guy. And he's this is not some like undrafted guy. This was like a top 10 or 15 pick in the NFL draft. The it main reason. Has never done it, man. The main reason I want Sammy to go away is because when the big three made the long journey to Nashville and we watched this hot game where the sun was in our eyes the whole time, Sammy runs a little crossing pattern. Tyreek hits him right in the numbers. Sammy drops it. Adam gets it all on film, zooms in right on me because I had him started in my lineup. That's right. This is a terrible look for IDP it Bob. It all comes back to how Bobby has been personally wronged by these people. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, man. I don't know, Absolutely. but Sa- Sammy was he had some moments there in the playoffs. He always, yeah, he's like a playoff guy. I don't know what and, it is. And week one, and week one, yeah. But I mean, he'll have those weeks. And plus, with this year and the and the wonkiness that it it could be, I mean, he could be. He could be like the wide receiver one for a stretch if, if there's he a... He was the wide receiver one, and he finished as wide receiver 54. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like for their team for a few weeks, like it, in the season. You know what he I mean? He played the highest percentage of snaps, man. He had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was there. I just I don't know what it is. Maybe Mahomes just looked more at Kelsey and not as much at Sammy. Here it is, Adam yeah. talking about the Sammy love, and yet his biggest purchase probably in the offseason is this next guy. <laughs> yeah, me cold. Sam is just free, and everyone hates him. So that's when it's like, yeah, well, that's I, true. you could do worse, I guess. Yeah, in, sure. Insert Tyrell Williams. He's, he's in the Kansas City offense. That's true. You should yeah. always pay attention to anyone. It's in that weird offense. that there would be any free pieces of that offense. Yes, you're mm-hmm. right. That is a good point. So, um, yeah, Nicole Hardman. I was looking for him on the RSO where it lists 30 players, and I was on the second page, which starts at 31, and I was like, "Where's Nicole Hardman?" I kept searching for his name. I was like. Next page, next page. I was in like the 120s. I was like, where the hell is McCole Hardman? <laughs> Had to go back uh, to the first page. Uh, McCole Hardman outscored Odell Beckham, Calvin Ridley, and Marvin Jones in 2019. Only 11 fewer points than A.J. Brown. I did not realize this. Now, 
it is important yeah. to remember that we get return yards. Mm-hmm. So McColl was used heavily in the return game. But mm-hmm. every league should have points for return Exactly. Yards. If every, you're in a league that yes. doesn't, fix that setting before you draft. 100% agree. That needs mm-hmm. to be, that should be a standard just like IDP should be a standard. Mm-hmm. If you're starting up fantasy, you know, today, I think you would want to incorporate return yards for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's and, a stat that's on the field that needs to be counted. And, we, and I'm even talking about on defense and for IDP. So like if, mm-hmm. if, if Patrick like Peterson gets a pick and runs it back 20 yards, that's two points on the run back. It mm-hmm. should be like anyone that's doing something good on the field, you should get fantasy points for it. Yep. Shout More points to, equals better. Shout out to Pat P. I've been going back and watching some old uh, All or Nothings from 2015. And uh, I like Pat P. more after watching that uh, Arizona Cardinals All That was Nothing. a fun season. Hey, him. I will say I actually like Pat P. this year in cornerback <laughs> leagues. I think, and if you look last year at how he played when he came back, he was actually really good for IDP. Was he? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'll, I'm a big fan of him. Yep. We'll talk yep. more about him on the NFC West preview. Yep. Make sure to bring him up, even though we don't usually talk about cornerbacks. Is that um, going to be with uh, Dr. Leases? Dr. Leases is going to be joining us for the NFC West preview. It's going to be fun. Heck yeah. And we got to talk to McCole Hardman. Yeah. So McCole. Love him. I mean, I think he's, uh, <laughs> Love he's him, great. Baby. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to take the next step this year. I think that uh, we've seen all the talk about, they want to get him more involved. I just think he's electric. I think he's one of the fastest guys in the, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Tyreek were racing, weren't they? Did you see that video? I don't know if I, I don't think I saw yeah. that. I, th- I couldn't tell who won. It was kind of uh, hard to tell. Did uh, Tyreek Ty- win? Tyreek had him by like five yards. He was able yeah. to kind of ease up at the end. But hard to ever forget that. Uh, I know touching back on the game we saw live, but that jump yeah. pass to McColl. I mean, that was that was the one of the most insane plays I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. Mahomes does a jump pass, and then there's like three defenders like right with him, and then mm-hmm. he just. He's gone. Scoots. Yep. Yeah. Just I think, breaks away. I think Tyreek in those intermediate, you know, um, screen type game is, is probably a better receiver. But downfield, I'm with you, Addy. I think I think Miko could really scare some people this year. He had six touchdowns in 2019. That's a, I don't know, that's kind of a that people don't talk about a whole lot. And you're putting him with a guy who had 50 touchdowns in 2018. Oh, my goodness. He's going to get better. And Mahomes yeah. was out a lot last year. People forget yep. that. Yeah, sure. out for three games, I'm pretty sure, with the uh, dislocated kneecap. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, I wanted to give you all his finish, and I wanted to see if you're going above or below that. So he finished as, let's see, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. Wide receiver, 25 in our league, which, again, rewards kick return, which should be the standard. Addy, does he finish better or worse than wide receiver 25 in 2020? Oh man, there's just so it's many tough, good. There's just right? so many good receivers. Yep. That's the only problem. I think he. Mm-hmm. I think he ends up in that. Yeah, in that range, twenty-five to thirty-five. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be surprised if he ends up in, in that range. Guess who was mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver twenty-three? Michael Gallup. Wow, kind of forget that top twenty-four wide receiver, Michael wow. Gallup. Um, uh, Bobby is uh, McColl better or worse than wide receiver twenty-five this year? As I drop my pin on the floor. Um. Gosh, I don't know. That's hard. I'm going to say better because I think this is a year that Sammy probably gets out of the way a little bit more. That's yeah, that's a, why. that's a great over under. I would take him slightly above. I'd say, yeah, 24, 23. I think he is going to take a step forward. And uh, it's the Kansas City offense. If we get 16 games from mm-hmm. Mahomes, everyone's stats should tick up a little bit oh, yeah. uh, from where they were last year. So Travis Kelsey, the guy got paid. He's uh, on the team through 2025. If the team likes him that much to give him money through that 
year. I like him at least for the next three years. I think mm-hmm. that's the window. I think if you have Travis Kelsey, yeah, maybe you could sell him high off this news. Um, but he's still the he's still the tight end one in my mind for the at least the at least this year. We'll see how things shake out after twenty twenty. But I think he's still gonna be top five for the next, you know, three years, barring some kind of catastrophic injury. Yeah, agree. I mean this is great for his value. I mean, and we've seen we've seen elite and the great tight ends play deep in the, I mean, think about Tony Gonzalez. We saw it there in Kansas City. Uh, you know, he played in Atlanta deep into his career. Um, so I think it's gonna be the same type thing for for Kelsey. i I'm fine with him uh in Dynasty. I mean, I think he's got a fine outlook for the next three, four years. He is a guy I could see playing later into his thirties. Yeah. And he'll be I mean, he'll be good. He'll 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 catch He's like Witten, you know what I mean? It's like he he has great hands. He's good after the catch. I mean that that translates late into careers. And even if you lose your speed or your athleticism, you can still post up and be a huge target in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Jason uh, Jason Witten was a top twelve tight end last year. Eighty eighty three targets. That's the one of the most insane stats from crazy. And we also, forgot to, we forgot to talk about him on the uh, Raiders <laughs> offense. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, they no. have Foster uh, Morneau Moreau. or whatever there too. Yeah, Foster Moreau. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, Jason Witten. I mean, <laughs> while I'm thinking about that, you know how we've seen a lot of people talk about Rob Gronkowski and if he's still going to, how he's going to be affected. Mm-hmm. Dude, Jason Witten was fine. Gronk's going to be okay. He's going to be just fine. Yep. Witten was in the booth for a year and he's all, and he's like <laughs> close to 40. And yeah, and Witten shaved his head. So hey, something right. to think about with Gronk too is that year off could have really helped him. Like just he rest, recover. Not get your body beat up for a year. I agree. Jeff, be a top, top three tight end this year. Jeff has a good question. So if McColl plays wide receiver, if he's a wide receiver too, is he going to be used less on special teams? I say no. I don't think yeah. so either. I think, I mean, he'll be used all over the field. I think that's Andy Reid. We saw them use Tyreek Hill a lot, you know, the first few years in, in mm-hmm. uh, of his career in the return game. So, yeah, I think McColl's going to, he's electric at it. So I yeah. think that uh, that's just part of his game. I think they'd be smart to keep him there and use him. Use him there. And it, if something happened to me, Cole, they could probably bring in the Marcus Robinson or even uh, don't they still have Byron Pringle? So they've got they've a little got bit a little, of yeah, a lot there. of those types. Yeah. So defense here, fellas. Uh, Chris Jones. I wanted to go back and see because I know down a little bit on Chris Jones in 2019, but I remembered him having just an incredible 2018. So I went back and looked at his scoring. This is from our uh, listener league on the Sleeper platform. So from weeks. Five through 16 in 2018, he did not score below 12 and a half points. He had three games above 30 points and a couple 20 point games. It was an absolute beast. Now in 2019, he wasn't as dominant. I mentioned the game against the Titans. He scored 32.9 points that week. That was week 10. Uh, But otherwise he didn't crack 20 points. So I believe the truth with Chris Jones, who they just paid a whole lot of money to, is somewhere between 2018 and 2019. I love him as uh, um, if he's my defensive tackle one this year, if that's where he's listed on your platform, sign me up. I'm all aboard the Chris Jones defensive tra- uh, defensive tackle train. Yeah, he's such a beast. He wasn't healthy last year. I think that's why you had the down mm-hmm. here. So, um, yeah, I love him, and he's he's such a value in drafts. Like, mm-hmm. he, even in this, uh, in Shark City, he was defensive lineman 25 taken. Um, so, that's a great value because i mean uh, 
I don't care that he's a defensive tackle. He's he's got he's got legit like top ten upside. He's one of those way. guys that transcends the defensive tackle yeah. label, which we tend mm-hmm. to degrade those guys a little bit. But um, he's a beast. He's a beast, man. It's <laughs> like don't forget if you slot in some of these, you know, defensive tackles. Uh, like for instance, Cameron Hayward scored 233 yeah. points last year as a defensive tackle in our RSO league. That would have put him as defensive lineman tied for number three with defensive ends. So yeah. defensive tackles absolutely yep. are not like second class citizens compared to defensive yeah. ends. There's like five or six that are elite. Yes. And then the rest of them are they all kind of run together. Yeah. But, after that, you're like, eh, not so much. Right. But Chris Jones is absolutely elite. Bobby, any Chris Jones uh, love here? Nah. He's just a large individual. That's all. And, I and uh, you know, he needs respect. I mean, think about he was a big reason why they won the Super, the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. those pass deflections, he had three humongous pass deflections in that game. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, Chris Jones deserves more respect. He was one of the best players on the field in that Super Bowl. Oh yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Three, he was three all forced, over the place. Three force fumbles, a fumble recovered, and an interception last year too, which is awesome to see out of a freaking defensive tackle. Interception for a defensive tackle. That is uh More, truly bizarre. Must have been like a pop up or something. Yeah, something that oh, yeah. Yeah, just catch it and run. All right, Frank Clark, hit us with your flank. They dropped him back in coverage. Yeah, he's <laughs> in the middle of the field, like six foot eight or whatever he is. All right, uh, Frank Clark, Bobby, hit us with your uh, Frank take. Yeah, uh, I owned Frank Clark in our main league back in 2018. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there something that came out in 2018 about him possibly? He played all year with like an elbow injury or like a knee injury or something. And I think 2018, he had like 12 or 13 sacks. And he was just like, yeah, I only really played at like 70% or 80%. And people are like, oh my gosh. Well, he plays, you know, 2019 and has a fine year. Um, I think he had like nine sacks, I believe, last year. Um, But obviously with this, uh, didn't he just get paid? Is that right? Am I making that up? I'm not sure, Babo. I'm so sorry. This is really astute uh, podcasting right now. I don't oh, know. He signed, he signed a five-year, $104 million contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think this was a couple years ago. Okay. I don't know. They're, they're getting a little blurry late at night, but I don't know. I guess my main thing on Frank Clark is I'm just kind of fading a little bit on him. Um, I don't know why. I don't really have an astute observation to give you right now, but um, I don't know that dip in production kind of worries me a little bit. I know he was probably a little bit banged up last year. I think he had a couple games where he got zero points, but I don't know. I just don't love Frank Clark really where he's going at ADP wise. Yeah. So he was, I mean, he finished right behind, um, Melvin Ingram and in front of Trey flowers as a defensive end in our RSO league. So he probably, he probably felt the burn, um, maybe because the expectations were a little higher. But in terms of finish, he was a DN2, so eh. that's not bad. But I, I agree with you. That's not someone I've heard IDP analysts or players hype up at all this season, and I'm not quite sure why. I can't quite put my finger on it, Daddy. Yeah, I mean, he's I like him, um, but he's not someone I'm running out to overdraft, you know? But if you look in Shark City, he he wasn't. I'm I'm totally fine with where he went. I think he went like back end, uh, like in that twenty to twenty four range. Wow. See, I, I guess mentally great. I'm seeing him go higher. He typically does. I mean, I think he, there's. I, I I I'm I'm with you. Like I remember seeing him going like you know, ten to fifteen. I feel yeah. like at the beginning of uh, the off season. But 
yeah, he's kind of people are kind of cooled on him. Um, I'm fine with him if you get him there in that you know defensive line 19 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about a guy I'm way more excited about, Willie Gay. Um, lock it in. This he will be the linebacker one for this team. I don't care about Anthony Hitchens or Damian Wilson. Mm-hmm. This is going to be Willie Gay's linebacking core. I'm all in on on Willie Gay. Yep, I'm mm-hmm. with you. Hitchens and and uh, Wilson, they're not good. They're just jags, man. Yep, you know, and that's fine. But like Willie Gay is the best linebacker. Uh, Bobby, you've um, got some nice stats here from his time at Mississippi State. Yeah, ninety nine tackles, eleven tackles for loss, which is nice, and six sacks in uh, twenty eight games at Mississippi State. So Willie Gay can do it all. Um, I'm really, really excited to watch him play this year. We probably really slept on him when it came to our rookie ranking. Shout out to uh, Johnny the Greek. There you go. So Juan Thornhill. I feel like you have a soft spot for Thornhill, Bobby. I do. You know, I love that Addy dropped him and I was able to grab him last year. And you uh, had the room for and, him. And hold on to him. But I will say about Juan Thornhill for this year, I'm not, I'm not reaching right now to really grab him in drafts because um, that ACL was later in the year. Um, I think there's a lot of people kind of telling him like, hey, take it slow. Don't try to start week one. And uh, I think you need to take that into account when uh, when you're drafting him. Don't 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 get out there and grab Thornhill too early. Just wait on him and and grab Matthew instead because Matthew's going to be. I think he's going to be great for 2020. Yeah, I didn't realize how late in the season that was. It was week 17 that he tore his ACL, so yeah. he, he had surgery on it January 14th. Yeah, so he's a fade this year. Eight to nine mm-hmm. month recovery time that puts him. I mean, even eight months, which is very optimistic for an ACL recovery puts them uh, right at the start of the season. So that's a good point too, for like our league, you know, Josh and RSO, you know, and and we're going to have to really analyze this as we go through the season, but Juan Thornhill will 100% for me, maybe be an IR spot because even when he comes back, you know, what are you really getting out of him? So, um, you know, we're going to have a bunch of these situations to where, you know, guys are just going to have to be thrown on IR or drop. There's going to be a bunch of weird drops this year where you're going to feel uncomfortable dropping somebody due to COVID, and you're going to have to pick up a Tyrell Williams. It's going to be a weird year for that. Yeah, so let's talk about the other safety there, the Honey Badger. Uh, I have him as safety 14. That's probably too low. I didn't realize he finished as safety 10. Again, we're a big play league, so uh, that's that's kind of Honey Badger's specialty. But, um, yeah, safety 10 in 2019. Was very surprised when I went back and looked that up. Uh, and especially with Juan Thornhill not there uh, as his safety mate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, another wheels-up type of experience for uh, Matthew this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Honey Badger. I think that maybe his name value is going to take him higher than I'm willing to draft him. Um, he he only had 75 combined tackles last year, mm-hmm. um, two sacks and four interceptions. Those aren't likely very sticky. Um, but you know, he's a playmaker. He, he's, it's what he's been his whole career. So, I mean, maybe we can count on those, but yeah, uh, it, he's usually just too expensive for me. Yeah. It is a guy who's, I think name value pushes him up the ranks a little bit and safety's a really nice position. This Love year. watching him play. He's a great, yeah, player, but fun, he was fun to watch, uh, because yeah. he, he played in that, that game against the Titans, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. So, uh, all right, Bobby, anything else to add here on the old Kansas City Chiefs? Nah, we're good. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. 
And uh, let's hit the Go offense. Chargers. <laughs> so uh, Shane Steichen, I'm going to go with Steichen as uh, the offensive coordinator there. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is, for now, the starting quarterback. Austin Eckler, running back. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Joe Reed at wide receiver. Hunter Henry at tight end. Uh, defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, former Jaguars coach, running a 4-3 scheme. We've got Linval Joseph and Justin Jones at defensive tackle. Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram at tight end. Denzel Perryman, Kenneth Murray, and Drew Tranquil at linebacker. Derwin James and Nasir Adderley at safety. And Chris Harris Jr. and Casey Hayward. I had a moment watching Hard Knocks where I thought, how in the hell did the Denver Broncos let Chris Harris Jr. get away to a division rival of all teams? I don't know, but you know Keenan Allen's got to be thankful. Mm-hmm. Get rid of him. Yeah. Not have to deal with him anymore. Have him on your own team <laughs> yeah. now. That's much better. So um, let's start with Tyrod Taylor uh, and Justin Herbert. Neither of the QBs really intrigue me for redraft. I'll scoop Herbert up in Dynasty because he's obviously the long-term starter there. But I think that um, it's just not a situation I'm interested in just because, I don't know, man. That that just seems like a team that's really primed for a down season just because, uh, you know, some turnover the quarterback position – Eckler, I think, is a fine, you know, running back. Um, but I don't know. Are you all higher on either of these quarterbacks? It's going to be a weird year down there, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I, I think Herbert's going to be the guy that they need to turn to. I mean, I, why? What's the point of? What's of, the point of Tyrod? As yeah. soon as Herbert's ready, you put him in there. You yeah. Just go. Just, I just think you just need to let him work through it because he's got great receivers right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and but, but also think he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Herbert. I think it's going to be uh, his team. What do you guys think? Yeah, Bobby, yeah. I'm curious. Your take here. I mean, yeah, I'm with Adam. Why Tyrod? And even, you know, I've kind of heard a little bit here in the last week or so that they're saying, you know, Tyrod's going to play longer into the year. No, he's not. You're going to lose a couple games early. People are going to start chirping for Herbert. And then you're going to say, why did we just not start him week one to begin with? So. I don't know. I'm, I'm Herbert's interesting in redraft just because of the same thing we're talking about with Drew Locke. His cast of weapons is pretty dangerous. I mean, some of these guys are going to make the plays for him. Austin Eckler, you've got one of the best pass catching running backs in the league. Not a whole lot you have to do when you're just dumping the ball off to him. So, I mean, I don't know. QB two, maybe upside for Herbert. Yeah. I was looking up his stats. Uh, Cause I remember him being an athletic guy. I mean, he had in his career at Oregon, um, he didn't start uh, the first two years. He only played nine games and eight games in 2016 and 17. But in 18, he played 13 games. And in 2019, he played 14 games. And so during the four-year stretch of 44 games total, he had 560 rushing yards and 13 rushing touchdowns. So this is a guy with a nice rushing floor. So whenever he does get the job, I think I see him kind of like Josh Allen. We'll see if he has the ability to process the plays and has the accuracy you yeah. look for, but the rushing floor is what makes him an enticing fantasy option for me. Yeah. And I think he has better touch than Josh Allen. He does. Mm-hmm. Not yes. the, not the arm strength of Josh Allen, but that's not always everything. Yeah. yeah I mean, a career, uh, 64% completion percentage at Oregon. That's really nice. 66.8% <laughs> last year. So that, you know, that's anything, uh, you know, 65 around that area is pretty nice. He looks like a bit of a dork. That's he a, does. That hair. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of like the moppy hair he's got going. 
In regards to Josh Allen, I heard somebody on Twitter this week say that overthrowing somebody harder is still overthrowing them. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of Josh Allen. That's true. true. All right, Austin Eckler. Um, I think the ADP has finally settled into a nice range for Eckler. He's running back 13 in PPR right now. Uh, I love him as my RB2. I don't really feel comfortable if he's my RB1. I think there is a 0% chance he finishes like he did last year as the RB4, which was nuts with the Tyrod-Herbert combination at quarterback. Bobby, what say you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the huge Eckler lover. I don't think I own him anywhere. I know Adam's big on Eckler, but how can he not be? You know, large, you know, um, reception total from 2019 has got you know, Melvin Gordon's out of the way. We'll talk about somebody that I like here in a minute, but I, I think Eckler's fine. His ADP's great right now. Yeah, I love Eckler. Uh, the, I mean, the the question is, what's what's the quarterback situation going to look like? If it is going to be Herbert, does he like checking down? What's the offense going to look like? We know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That, that's just that's just the main concern. We don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we don't. That's the the uncertainty is what worries me there. I don't like. I love a lot of these players. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I, this... I love Eckler. I love Keenan. I love. I love Mike. So, it could be. We could be disappointed, or we could be thrilled. You know, could mm-hmm. be. Justin Herbert could be really good. Yeah, that's a, I, that is people in his range be, of outcomes. Yeah, people need to be ready for that. He could yep. be very good. Yeah, and this could be really good for potentially Mike Williams. You know, um, I could see him taking a big boost. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna bank on that but it is a possibility so it's going to be a fun situation to watch there i think tyrod probably lasts like three games maybe four that's kind of what happened in cleveland with baker mayfield baker came in in game three i think at halftime and and Mm -hmm. won the game there against the jets so i just think herbert's skill set maybe matches up better with mike williams whereas rivers he matched up better with keenan and eckler and eckler right just because he's just better at the intermediate and short throws and i think herbert's gonna you know he's a young guy he won't mind slinging it out to him, and and Mike Williams knows how to go up and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to. You do have to wonder if this is uh, a team that Anthony Lynn is going to have the privilege of coaching next year, though. Because, yeah. Again, not a team I'm penciling for a lot of wins, uh, even in a you know a division that you know has some question marks. I'm not you know lock solid sold on the Denver Broncos or. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders yet, but um, this is a team I probably see like five or six wins. So I don't know. We'll see if Anthony Lynn. You guys noticed the growth on Keenan's shoulder? The growth. You guys never noticed this? What happens? Oh, this is he has a growth. Just take a, just take a look at Keenan Allen next time. Oh, I don't know about his, that. When he got his shoulder, when he's uh, got his shirt off. Oh, take a look gross? at his, take a look at his shoulder. Yeah, no, I don't. See if anything. See if anything pops out. <laughs> Not gonna do that. That is very <laughs> sick. Let's talk about Keenan, though. Or no, let's talk about your boy here, Bobby. I don't want to jump over Joshua Kelly. No, I just want to make a quick note. I think Kelly um, could be interesting for this year. I'm not a big Justin Jackson guy. I don't think. I think he's just a backup, possibly, to Eckler. Um, But the thing that intrigues me most about Josh Kelly is he was good in college, but more so than that is Melvin Gordon's usage last year. Um, I think pretty quickly you could see Joshua Kelly getting 8 to 12 touches probably a game. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon had, I believe, eight rushing touchdowns last year. And also, you know, Austin Eckler was what, like a top five RB. Um, so RB4. I think there was room for both of these guys. And I think there's going to be room for Josh Kelly. I think he's a good runner as well. 
Yeah, Joshua Kelly, definitely pay attention. I would, I definitely like him more than Justin Jackson. I will say that. You just like his damn name, you idiot. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like they would easily. Uh, yeah, Keenan Allen. Uh, I'm, I can't stop thinking about the growth. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, you're gonna Google it? Google it. I'm Come on, Google it. Okay, I may. Uh, ADP right now, wide receiver 22. That's very nice. Uh, I like him, especially if you can get him as your wide receiver oh. three. Oh, uh, did you look at it, Bobby? What in the world is that? You need to stick a pin in that thing, Keenan. Drain it, Keenan. It looks like a bone. Is it just a? Is it just pus? I don't know what it is. Some type of a you know cyst or something. Oh. Tiny, tiny alien about to pop out and start talking to me. I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Keenan Allen, you obviously have Keenan oh, yeah. in our main league. You love Keenan. That may be one of your favorite wide receivers. Him oh, I mean, what? Are you kidding me? I love that beard with just a bald head. That's just a classic look. Yes. Good Keenan over here, everybody. Looking fresh. Yeah, we love Keenan Allen. He's uh he's a route running god and uh an absolute savant. And I love <laughs> his bald head. One of the few guys that can pull off the hoodie underneath the shoulder pads. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, you got to be hot. Come on. I know you look cool, but <laughs> you got to be hot, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's to help. It's to give a little more cover for his uh, shoulder Yeah, rub. there you go. Just get a drain, Keenan. Just get a drain. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Williams, hit me with the Mike Williams take here. I know you've always been a fan. High draft capital. A fan. Um, I think he gets a little slept on. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got. Uh, I think he's got great upside. He just is just one of these guys that just goes up and gets it. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's. I don't think he's going to be getting worse. He's still young. He's still like what twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, it's just the uncertainty at the at the quarterback. Yeah, I hope we hope it's not Tyrod Taylor. Um, and we just don't know what the the flow of the offense is going to look like. I personally think that they're they're going to be behind and having to play catch up a lot, so I think that's going to maybe be good for for these receivers. But uh, but again, don't really know what to expect. This is this is one of the hardest teams to project because you just don't know. Anytime there's quarterback uncertainty, it kind of throws some cold yep. water on the weapons. Yep. Bobby, are you interested at all in Mike Williams? Always, Josh. Always. Always. All right. He's a Clemson boy. You have to be. All right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Joe Reed, you got a Joe Reed take here, Bobby. I love it. I like, I don't know. Joe Reed and KJ Hill are just interesting to me. Both Mm -hmm. rookies, uh, Joe Reed, a little bit bigger, six foot two eleven. KJ Hill, I think he's a little bit quicker, six foot one ninety eight. Um, I think the thing to pay attention to about Joe Reed is I've seen some Devin, uh, Devin, I've seen some Desmond King trade block, uh, inquiries here lately. And not only is that because he's been on the actual trade block, but, um, you know, I think that Joe Reed returned kickoffs and punts uh, when he was at Virginia. And I think that could be something that possibly he takes over for Desmond King. So if you've got somebody who's trying to sell you Desmond King, there, there might might be a reason behind that. And then KJ Hill is just kind of interesting, possibly if he could earn some some slot work there with Herbert. But I don't know, just kind of, just some camp, just some camp news to kind of pay attention to. Just camp stuff. Um... We've talked about Hunter Henry, tight end nine. How is that possible? The tight end landscape is so stupid. Mm. Like, it's just a crapshoot. Like, just take 25 guys, throw them in a bag, shake it up, and just pick. You know, you've got, like, your top three or four that you I like. Love that. I love that. I mean, who knows? Like, you could <laughs> you could name. Like, 25 guys, put them in a bag, take your pick. You got to coin that. 
You promised me. I will when you write the grown man strength article for the website. It's gonna be glorious day when that happens, boys. Glorious. And the and the handcuff, handcuff. Uh, you're the you're, handcuff. You're the handcuff. Prepare thy servers. <laughs> like they have to prepare their servers to read it. I just needed to get the thigh and I don't know, Josh. I don't know server talk. <laughs> you do the, the dials and the doodads, Josh. All right, uh, Bobby, do we have to talk about these defensive tackles? I really no. don't care. Uh, no, we got to talk about Linval Joseph for a second. He's interesting. Yeah, he's good tackles. Yeah, Minnesota boy. He he just, should help out. just doing that because Bobby's a Min- or Addy's a Minnesota fan. <laughs> no, I could care less about that. He should help out Bosa and Ingram at least. Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, let's get to Bosa and Ingram. Um, so looked into Bosa a little bit. Eighty-six percent of snaps. DN two in our RSO league. I've been putting him below Nick Bosa in my head all off season. I'm not sure that's the right move though. I don't know where I'm coming down right now. I'm kind of shook when I actually looked into it. I know Nick Bosa scored pretty close on fewer games. Um, you know, but I don't know, man, it's, it's good to be in the Bosa family right now. Yeah, they're both great. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at it from a pressures perspective, uh, Nick Bosa actually had more pressures. Did he really? He had 80 pressures. Uh, Joey Bosa only had 72 and, uh, however, Joey Bosa had more snaps too. Hmm. So Nick Bosa is a little young bull. That's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. That's, that's probably why I have Nick Bosa higher in my mind. He did a little more, a little less opportunity. So, um, yeah, but man, you get They're either close. of those guys. They're close. Your D and one, you're you're fine. They're going right after each other. I mean, who cares? Yep. One goes, you just take the other one, and you're fine. How many yep. team names out there this year are going to be double bosses? Not enough. Uh, we <laughs> you say not guys, enough. Not enough. We had we? Uh, we had that account. Did you guys see that account that got created? Thick yeah, thighs, Bosa. Bosa. Who is uh, this yeah. person? I have no idea. But they were familiar with the show. They were like talking a little bit about the show. They had a ah, few. Uh, I think they. It. They mentioned the the most handsome. Uh, Is that you, Boo Bam? Did you make a Joey Thick Thighs account? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, gave, us ch- gave us some chuckles. Thick yeah. Thighs Bosa. I love it. We are always gazing at the male anatomy, especially in the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Bobby, I liked your stat here on Joey Bosa. Yeah, uh, always had double-digit sacks in years where he played at least 10 games. And the other thing for Joey Bosa is he had that weird uh, plantar fasciitis in 2018 or whatever it was. It yeah, was good to sucks. see him. It was that. good to see him play a lot in 2019. I was a little bit worried about his foot coming back, but looks like he's healthy. So good for the Boses. Are we done with the Boses? Is there another one coming? Uh, Soon. yeah, it's Tommy Bosa. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got a car dealership in Jersey. He'd love to sell you one of the units off the lot. Just come on in; it'll treat you real nice. Tommy Bosa. Yeah, this Tommy one. This Bosa. one's a big lib, though. Yeah, he's a big lip, unlike his brother. <laughs> we don't know what Joey's political leanings are. He's he's neutral. He's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's libertarian. Yeah, there you go. He's in the Green Party. He is in the Green Party now that he got paid. Yes, sir. Uh, Money a, talks. A jillion dollars. Um, thanks, Bob. Need that. Needed that. <laughs> uh, Melvin Ingram just gets slept on because of Bosa. DN15 last year. I have him as my DN15 in my rankings. I expect another solid season. Only played 68% of snaps, which I thought was kind of interesting. So what if that number goes up? Could we see him even crack the top 12 here? I think it's in his range of outcomes, Addy. This was Melvin Ingram? Melvin Ingram, yes. Mm-hmm. Man, really liked that introduction on Hard Knocks. Right? That was pretty With the nice. the three-wheeler. 
And, and then uh, coming out rapping, the coming song. out rapping. He had the uh, what do you call it? The multi-purpose <laughs> kind of like bandana that he had for his mask. It was a nice, nice appearance. Very cool. So yeah, I mean he's a, he's a beast. Uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, Melvin Ingram. The did he go by the third? The third, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's an awesome player. That's a uh, that's a fun team. Also, you know, we'll see what uh, Tillery looks like this year. There was a lot mm-hmm. of hype coming out about him. Uh, and he didn't really live the expectations, but he's a young guy. should uh, Should take another step. Should help that line. Adam, you know, you should know better. I, Josh doesn't want to talk about defensive tackles. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Uh, we don't have to talk about Denzel Perryman. Mike Wallard is convinced that Perryman has like nude pictures of the Chargers coaching staff, which is right. <laughs> he keeps uh, getting employed here as one of their starting linebackers. Bobby, I'll let you start us off because you were the guy I think who was highest on Kenneth Murray before the. Uh, before us, the two of us were. So uh, kick us off here with the Kenneth Murray love. Yeah. Uh, so talking about our boy, Mike Wollert, uh, he believes that Murray's going to start on the weak side, um, on the side with um, our boy Melvin Ingram. And I don't know, Murray's just intriguing to me. He's got his head together. He he, le- he led a great life in college as far as like, I think helping, you know, even still at the house, like raise some of his siblings and everything. Um, I don't know. I just... I think Murray can maybe fix this whole Gus Bradley problem. Uh, at least that's my hope out there in Los Angeles. So, um, you know, the the next guy that we're going to talk about as well, the more I dug into him a little bit, I think there's two intriguing linebackers to be had here in Los Angeles for this year, not named uh, Denzel Perryman. Yeah, I think we all were like, oh, poor Kenneth Murray landing with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've never had a good linebacker. He's doomed. Mm-hmm. But, man, he is already their best linebacker by far. He's going to be on the field from day one, and he's a top 24 guy in my mind. Mm-hmm. I agree. Love me some Kenneth. Kenneth. Got a good heart, as Addy was saying yes, to me. Sir. Real good heart. Salt to the earth. We mentioned Drew. Love his character. We mentioned Drew. Tranquil. Um, Derwin James, kind of like Patrick Mahomes. What do we need to say? He's the DB1 for me What right now, especially after the Jamal Adams trade. Um, he's He's tier one number one. Agree right there. It, uh, you touched on Tranquil. Actually, I kind of like Tranquil a little bit. I'm yeah, interested Bobby in him. Was saying, yeah. I mean, it's uh, he 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 could be fine. You uh-huh. never know. Yeah. Bobby, did Adam, you mention the stat here about his scoring? Yeah, his, eleven. Yeah, eleven points per game over the last eight games of the season. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Solid. That's nice for who should be an LB two now. I, I do agree. I think this is going to be Tranquil and Kenneth Murray's linebacking core for their foreseeable future. That's you know, a fun defense, right? It I mean, is. That's uh, and we they. Brought in Chris Harris, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. That's why I struggle projecting him so much because, you know, I like a lot of those pieces of that offense. It's literally just the quarterback. I mean, because we we like the we like the pieces of the offense. We like this defense, um, but just that quarterback. That's what makes it all weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that offensive line, which we now know is just complete butt. Yeah, that doesn't help. That offense. Shout out line, Forrest Lamp. Forrest, is he still on the team? You know, please double check that. One of the highest draft picks in Western Kentucky University history just had terrible luck with knee injuries. I hope that he gets his chance. Um, he still is. Still is. Okay, good. Is he projected to start? Do we know? That'd be great. I think he. I think he was inactive most games last season because I would always kind of check just out of curiosity, and he was on there. Unfortunately, more games than he wasn't. But uh, let's see here, Bobby. You also had a note here about Desmond King. Um. Yeah, 
I can't even find where it's at now, Josh. I did have a note on Desmond King. I you think said he's your a... favorite to replace Adrian Phillips, but he also you've heard trade rumors about him. Yeah, I think we had kind of touched on that earlier about his uh, kick return and punt return stuff. Just, I don't know. Shout out Fantasy Guru Bros. Somebody's offering Desmond King. Be wary right now. Um, Nasir Adderley, another guy I'm curious in. I liked him a yeah. lot. Um, he he could be he could be the free safety in that defense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a fun team. Yeah, I want to fun pieces. I want to touch on Der- Derwin too because I even looked at a little bit late last year about when Derwin returned at his points, and I was kind of like, "Oh, Derwin really didn't do a whole lot." So I look back to his rookie year, the first six games of Derwin's rookie year: eighteen points per game, thirty-six tackles, three and a half sacks, and also he had three interceptions in twenty eighteen. So now Derwin and Buddha stand alone in my safety tier one. Uh, Jamal has seen himself out. Seen himself out. Now he could easily work himself right back in. No, nope. he's, he's gone. Safe he's gone, in Seattle. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to listen to Greg Williams. Um, <laughs> uh, so Forrest Lamp is the backup right guard right now behind Trey Turner, who they acquired from Carolina, which tells me they do not like Forrest Lamp <laughs> as the starter in that position. Yikes. Yikes. So, um, yeah. So that does it for the uh, AFC West preview. We try to keep it to an hour and 15 and we're at an hour and 50. So just pretend I said an hour and 50 when I originally said that and not 15 and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. It's pretty good, me. guys. We, uh, we, me and Johnny canceled tonight because we knew this yeah, was going to go long. Yeah, we knew it was going to go long. Once we hit 20 minutes on the first team, I was like, oh, goodness, we're going to so, be pushing 1130 by the time we get out of here. So be on the lookout for that next week. We will be dropping our pilot and then uh, we'll be with you all season long. All season long, making some money, Addy. Making some Skrilla. Skrilla, Skrilla bills. Maybe ruining some lives. <laughs> Definitely ruining some lives, but, but, but it'll be entertaining. This this pod's already done that. Our lives are in shambles right now. We don't Sir, talk about it that I'm doing much. great, baby. Never I'm been better. Sleeping in this shed. <laughs> All right, Bobo. Hey, thank you for doing the prep in the dock tonight, Bobo. We yeah. really appreciate it. Hope you, you enjoyed it. Never again. Never again. All right, y'all. Well, we will be coming back at you guys with the NFC West preview. As we mentioned, Dr. Lezus will be joining us. Uh, Bobby, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on your Rams. We can just <laughs> blow right past them if you want. That's fine. Uh, I don't care. We're going to wrap up this divisional uh, preview series. And then before the season kicks off, we're going to have a week one preview with Mike Wollard. I don't even think Mike knows that yet, but we've had it on the books. He'll be here. For months now, Mike will be here. be a lot of fun. We'll get you ready for your uh, week one matchups. That'll be Thursday, and that'll be the start of our new schedule for the season. Preview show Thursday night. You got the Thursday night game on. You got big three pod dropping probably right around the time that game wraps up. And then uh, Sunday, we'll be bringing you the recap show. We're going to be in front of you all year long, baby. You're going to be extremely sick of us by the time 20 dreaming about us. Thinking about us constantly. That's right. The way we want it. Shout out Ray from Taiwan. He uh, gave Mm -hmm. us a a comment here on Periscope. Says he'll see us on Sunday his time because it Mm -hmm. is a Sunday draft, even though it's on Saturday for us. It is Sunday in Taiwan. That's right. Yeah, we got our listener league draft. First Mm -hmm. ever IDP auction. We've we've uh, ever done. We've never done it. So yeah, we've had uh, we have our RSO, which is an auction, but it's much different because it's a contract league. This is the first like standard auction league we've ever had. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Excited. Bobby, Bobby, did you have some uh, some some Mandarin (laughs) Chinese you're gonna try to speak here? 
Yeah, Dahan Dajau Leza Taiwan, Ray. I, I, I remembered you, buddy. Everyone just everyone in Taiwan just drove off the road with that. Didn't Ray say that his children were just like dying laughing yes, whenever they heard that? Yes, absolutely. The old country Taiwan. You don't hear it often, but when you do. Yeah, he said, I want more love for my bolts, Josh. <laughs> if if Justin Herbert can can come in and play, man, Ray, well, I'm excited. I like the upside. I think people are mm-hmm. sleeping. I think people are wanting to doubt Herbert for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Your boy's optimistic, and, and also I've got a lot of chargers, so yeah, I, I was going to say, maybe through. some bias here. <laughs> but um, rookie quarterbacks, it's just hard. You know, they don't always take off that first year. Maybe Herbert could be the exception. Um, we'll see. That's the fun part about football is we get to find out. Hey, Ray said XE, XE. That's good. I was going to say Zai, Zai, <laughs> which sounds more German. Uh, I'm sure it's like DZ. XE, XE. Read all about it. All right, we'll see you guys next week with the NFC West preview. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Go check out the Big Three Network pods. Go follow along with Shark City. We'll be coming back at you guys with an update from the Listener League draft. Y'all take care. We love you guys. We'll see y'all next week. Give us some money. If you like Big Three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, And, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? It's Josh. And one of the things that you may not know about me is that in addition to hosting this podcast with Bobby and Adam, I'm also a writer. That is my full-time job. But with that said, I'm not as avid as a reader as you might think. That's because it's hard for me to find time to sit down, crack open a book, and read it. But what I do love are audiobooks. And one of my absolute favorites, and I know as football fans you will appreciate this, is Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty. I know my boy Johnny the Greek loves this book as well. And you have to check out the audiobook version. Author Mori, the narrator, does a fantastic job bringing this crazy, wild, you-will-not-believe-it-your-jaw-will-drop story from Jeff Perlman to life in such vivid and rich detail that I really do prefer the audiobook version to the print version. And here's the good news. You can actually listen to it for free. We have partnered up with Audible, and if you go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp, you're going to get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Now, that includes one audiobook plus select Audible Originals, 
after the trial, you get that same setup with a rotating selection of Audible Originals, plus exclusive sleep tracks and guided wellness programs. Audible has the biggest selection of audiobooks on the planet. It's only $14.95 a month after the 30-day trial. You can cancel anytime, and they'll even send you an email reminder before your trial ends. So, Go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check out Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman. You are not going to regret it. That's audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check it out. It's the Big Three. It's the Dream Team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the Big Three. It's the Dream Team. Big 3 IDP, let's go.